Hey, I just wanted to give a little heads up that we talk about all of the spoilers for this movie over the course of this, and we don't really give a warning when we recorded this, so I'm recording a warning for it now. If you have not seen Detective Pikachu, you should watch it before listening to this, or if you just don't care about spoilers, you can listen to this. I'm not your boss. Welcome to... Hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you about Evangelion Pokemon Edition. <laughs> red, red, blue. Yeah. Wait, does that mean we have to record a second one and release them both at the same time? Uh, yeah, just in uh, this one I'm going to tell you about Detective oh, Pikachu. I see. Yeah, yeah, and in yeah. the other one you tell me about Detective Pikachu. I hear ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a while since we recorded an episode of our Evangelion podcast. <laughs> It sure has. Great to come back. You know, we're here to talk about anime. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've already discussed one anime film on this podcast, and it's time to talk about another one. And we have some ideas of further Evangelion stuff we will do here. That's true. Stay tuned to the end to hear announcements about that. I guess. <laughs> Apparently. But. Uh huh. Right now, yes. we are more focused. So you listen. Sometimes there are pieces of art. Yeah. Uh, that when they come out, it's just you have to talk about them. It becomes uh, just something the larger culture is talking about. Right. You got to get your take out there. You'll be part of that uh, cultural conversation, the national discourse. Yes, and the national discourse we're going to look at today. Is Detective Pikachu. Oh, sorry. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yes, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. A new film released by Legendary? Legendary. Uh, yes. It, Legendary and Warner Brothers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It originally was supposed to be apparently universal, but stuff got weird. Okay, okay. That's a shame because the like, logo they use for the Pokemon company in this movie almost looks like... It was a play on the Universal logo. I wonder if that was what it was originally. It's like a that, globe that spins around and it's a Pokeball. Yeah, that might be it. I wonder if, like, yeah, there's some draft of that where it was slower and had the Universal fanfare. Well, like, it started on the Universal and then, like, it spins around and it's the yeah. Pokeball. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ashley, what is, uh... <laughs> how, how is your relationship to this film and in, in the, like... Lead up to its release. So, I am not, like, a huge Pokemon fan. Mm-hmm, I think that's mm-hmm. also, like, an important thing to say right out of the bat. Sure. Like, our standing on Pokemon as a, as a uh, franchise. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not a huge Pokemon fan. I played uh, Yellow. I watched the anime uh, when I was a kid, and I collected the cards as a kid. Okay, um, okay. But, like, post-high school, like, haven't really been as involved with it. I do get very excited. Like, I, I, I like hearing people talk about Pokemon to a certain extent. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I, I just like hearing people be excited, and Pokemon is one of those things that people get very excited about. Yeah, I got really into the Game Boy games when I was, like, eight or nine. I did not know the anime existed until, like, a year later, and I was like, wait, there's a cartoon I could be watching? Shit. Yeah. I have a lot of, like, very good memories of, like, our school's after-school program thing, uh, where I, th- I assume before... Uh, you know, in the years prior, they probably had, like, uh, activities for the children to do, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. When I was in it, it was really just wheel a TV out on a cart, because Pokemon's on at 4.30 or whatever, and we're all just gonna <laughs> sit in the dark and watch the new episode of Pokemon. Yeah, and, like, especially kind of that first run of the anime has gotten, like, so many, uh, just... The cultural osmosis alone on it is, you know, the theme song. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pikachu himself. Yeah. God, no, you know what? Now I'm thinking more. So, okay, I was in second grade when Pokemon first came out. And I was, yeah, fully into it. It was great. You know, everyone at school was because it was Pokemon. Yeah. But then... Uh, I, de- I definitely... There was that aspect of, like, you can't trade Pokemon cards at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we moved, and I had to go to a different school, and it was a situation where they said, well, honestly, our second grade is kind of, uh, overcrowded right now. You, uh, uh, see if your son will test into the third grade? And I did. Uh, cause mm. I, I, there You're was smart a, t- boy. There, well, there was a time at which I was smarter than the average person, long, long, long ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was... Listen, time makes fools of us all. Yes, literally. <laughs> uh, and it was like all the third graders. I was picked on a lot because I was a dumb baby who the whole year older than everybody else. And yeah. they all, no one liked Pokemon at that school at all. Wait, older or younger? Older. Or I, I, I was the I was younger. Okay, because I was the, I was eight in a class of nine year olds. You know. Yeah, that, that and that especially at that age, a year is like so big. Yeah. Um, or at least it feels big when yeah, you're feels. down there. I think to an adult, they're like, what are you talking about? You're all children. Yeah, but like, eight and nine, like, when you don't have that many years of experience, one year is yeah. a lot. But nobody liked Pokemon at that school. They bullied Fucked me up. for liking it. I'm, <laughs> which, Fucked in up. retrospect, is like, what What do you mean you're bullying me for liking the biggest media sensation of the last, like, decade? What's are wrong you with Pokemon? you? You weirdo. <laughs> Uh, but then I was actually bullied so much that my parents moved me to a different school. Didn't mean to go this dark. <laughs> well, listen, sometimes uh, things go dark. Yeah. Sometimes things like Detective Pikachu. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but no, uh, so I once I got to fourth grade, I got moved to a different school. And then everybody liked Pokemon like normal children. <laughs> yeah, that... you, you were like got put into like some weird experimental school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I have, uh, I kind of fell off of it as I got, like, preteenish age, uh, 
Um, around that age when you're old enough to be ashamed of everything you used to like, you know? Yes, yes. And then around high school, when Diamond and Pearl came out, everybody my age got back into it because they got over themselves. Yeah, so... Yeah, go ahead. I had a similar thing, but with Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where everyone I knew was getting super back into Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. And so that's why I went. Because I actually played that card game. Hell yeah. Like the Pokemon card game. Oh, yeah, uh, what, what kind of deck do you run? Uh, Got, like, a Yada Control, maybe... I mean, I'm trying to think the right time period. Like, a Warrior deck with, like, some Marauding Captains, maybe? I, I don't remember, like, enough about it. <laughs> Got, I do remember that I called it, like, just by myself, Darkfire. Now, what did you call it? Had, like, the game? No, like, my deck. Oh, 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 gotcha. Oh, you had a Dark cool Fire name deck. for your deck. I see, I see, I see. Because it had, like, a bunch of demons and also a bunch of, uh, dragons. Now, first of all, how dare you? It had a bunch of fiends. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, listen, we could talk about, uh, the metagame <laughs> of the mid-2000s Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game for a while. Or I could, I'm, at least. I don't yes. think you'd enjoy it. Um, and also, I, th- I, I just also kind of remembered, I did, someone at one point gave me one of the Pokemon games, I think it was Emerald. Okay. Uh, but I played, like, a few hours of and didn't really play much out later. Yeah, the, the, like, Ruby Sapphire Emerald generation is the one I kind of fell off on. Um, and since then, I've kind of, like, I've always played all the Pokemon games. I get more into some of them and less into other ones. I wasn't really that big on Sun and Moon. Um... Mm-hmm. Like, I played through and beat them, but then just kind of put them down. I got really into competitive battling. Uh, mm. And I kind of come and go with my interest level in that. Where, like, lately, I've been on a kick where I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Showdown. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which I really appreciated, you know, getting ahead of myself a little bit. The conversation in this movie where Pikachu argues he doesn't have enough HP to use Volt Tackle because the recoil damage will knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that does happen. Again, we're gonna get into a lot of things. <laughs> wow, this movie. But no, so this movie got like announced and it was like, what oh, they're putting Ryan. Because well, also like that game had come out and there'd yeah. already been like the jokes about like, oh Dan DeVito should play the Right, right, Pikachu. right. And then they announced this movie and at some point they announced Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu and I was like, oh man, it's gonna be all Ugh. I think, yeah, everyone, I think I, everyone was a little tired of Ryan Reynolds after Deadpool 2. Yeah, I, I, I do not like Ryan Reynolds as, like, yeah. a personality. What's he even in other than the Deadpool movies? Like, Deadpool is his, like, big thing recently. Yeah. But I feel like before that, like, it was like, oh, Ryan Reynolds is campaigning to be Deadpool. It's like, who? Who's this he man? He was, a, at first, a big... Uh, like, romantic lead. Well, first he was, like, the National Lampoon guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then he was in a lot of, like, romance. Okay, uh, I'm saying he was in Just Friends and The Proposal. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of, like, made a... He was in a movie called Definitely Maybe, which is a great title. Yeah, uh, he then tried to get into, like, a thing where he was... going to be the next action star. I see. Which all ended up being kind of bad. You had uh, Green Lantern, mm-hmm. the first kind of attempt at a DC big movie. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, a DC big movie that was not Superman or Batman. 
Yeah. He kind of... Um, am I crazy or does Brian Reynolds kind of look like Dane Cook? Kind of. He has the same vibe. Yeah. Uh, and then he was R.I.P.D. And so, like, he was just not... Oh, the rest doing... in peace department? Yes, the rest of peace department. God. With maybe the most disinterested... Uh, Fuck, who else was in that movie? Bruce Willis, wasn't it? No, 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 it wasn't no, Bruce Willis. It was, it was um, Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Like, maybe them, like, Jeff Bridges phoning it in the hardest I've ever seen. Yeah. And yes, I've seen RPD. Yeah, I was about to say, hold on, you just told on yourself. <laughs> no, listen, like, that was in near the latter half of I Worked at a Movie Theater. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. So I just saw a bunch of movies. Um, and then he was in... During that time, was in the Wolverine movie. Yeah, as, as Deadpool. Deadpool. Right? right, okay. And it, that was kind of like, it was part of, you know, oh, I want, I really, he's like, oh, I'm a really big Deadpool fan. And then, so he's like, oh man, I gotta play Deadpool. And then it's not Deadpool. It's this weird version that is trying to be, like, much more serious and, like, uh-huh. fucked up kind of thing. I gotcha. And so that's part of where, like, the Deadpool and, like, his almost, like, rise to actual stardom come from is, mm. hey, I got the chance to play my favorite character, but it got fucked up, and so I'm going to use all my pull in Hollywood from being kind of a leading man, but not a leading, leading man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to try to get this movie made, and then that movie did extremely well. Right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, but I, I think Detective Pikachu got announced with Ryan Reynolds, and everyone was just like, eh, great, uh, okay. I did some research on the movie after seeing it today. Okay. And I did find out that Dan DeVito was considered great. for the voice of Pikachu, and they animated some stuff using oh, like clips of Dan oh, DeVito. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really great. Yes. Um, and I hope those get published, like, like the, the actual, like, test stuff gets published somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it would make the ending of this movie extra weird. Danny DeVito is too old to be Justice Smith's dad. Yeah, okay, yeah. We should have probably said this before. Spoiler warning. Yeah, well, ooh, yep. Maybe put a, insert something at the front. Yeah. <laughs> that is the last reveal of the movie. The final scene. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, what was I gonna say? Also, like, you know, you see the dad in, like, shadowy profile a lot, and, and I love Danny DeVito. He does have a very <laughs> distinct silhouette in a way that would maybe give away the twist. Yeah. <laughs> Now, here's my thought. What if you still cast Ryan Reynolds as the dad, but have Danny DeVito dub him? <laughs> Just have Danny DeVito voice Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. Genius. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, like, there was kind of an apprehension around this movie. Yeah, and then, like, I don't remember if, like, stills of the Pokemon came out first, or it was just the trailer... But I think everyone had an initial kind of like, Ugh, to the live-action Pokemon. I, I think the Pikachu came out first, and people were like, okay, that seems fine. Ah, uh, no, because I think one of the first stills of it was it with, like, its brow furrowed in, like, mid-conversation. It was like, that's not, a, that's not yeah. how a Pikachu does. 
And then I just think we remember, like, the Jigglypuff was the next one. Yeah, with its gigantic eyes and weird, like... A lot of, especially in stills, the Pokemon give me the impression that they are, like, Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. Yes. Like, their fur looks like carpet that's been stapled to their frames. Uh, I think it works better in motion and when you're kind of yeah in that world. I think <laughs> it works a lot better in motion, um... And I think just once you get used to what they look like, it becomes like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. But it's definitely jarring when you first see it. And I think, yeah. for me at least, it just kind of seemed like, all right, this movie's going to suck, but it'll probably be funny to laugh at. That's how video game <laughs> movies usually go. Um, but then at some point, as more like stuff came out about it, it turned into, wait, I might legitimately be excited to see this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I, I never hit that point necessarily, but I was like, I will see this movie because it looks interesting at least. Yeah, like it hit a point for me where I'm like, hmm, I don't know if this is going to be good, but I think it might be fun at the very least. Uh, uh, and then it came yeah. out. Uh, and it came out, and uh, I saw it Thursday, like the, Opening second, night. the second earliest showing I could get. Uh, and then I saw it like two hours ago. <laughs> yes. Because I came out of it telling you you had no choice but to watch it. And now that you've and watched it, we we both have no choice but to do a podcast about it. I literally, like, first thing was I messaged you was like, hey, we should do this. Yeah. <laughs> and we were already kind of talking about it. I was trying to get the folks over Teenager's Attitude to do this, and they were game for it, but not for like a week or two. And listen, that might still happen. I don't see why our website can't have multiple pieces of Detective Pikachu content on it. It's the hot, it's the hot stuff. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to go plot by plot? Or do you, like, but because well, I have, I, I'm or, I'm good to do that. But maybe before that, what is just your general impression? I liked it. Yeah, I I uh, liked it too. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's definitely some problems I have with it. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'll be interested to hear those as we go through it. Um, but I really liked watching this movie. Yeah. I, I just... Yeah. And even, like, in its weaker moments, I'm just like, there's nothing else like this. <laughs> that, that is maybe the biggest takeaway I had from it. I feel like this movie could not exist if it wasn't a Pokemon movie. Because it yes. is just... Like, part of it is they could not do something this weird with it without the guarantee that anything with the word Pokemon on it will sell 10 million copies or whatever. Yeah. Uh, plus, it's just very... This move, like, a lot of times when, like, some nerd property gets ad adapted, or even, like, you know, anything gets adapted, they have to do a lot of work to kind of bring you into that world, right? They have to work to <laughs> make things this... more grounded, introduce you to the higher concept ideas more slowly. Um... Like, the person I saw it with, the comparison I drew is, like, in um, Winter Soldier. They have Batroc <laughs> the Leaker, Leaper in that movie, but he's, like, a black ops guy that just happens to do some backflips, you know? Yes. Whereas, the Detective Pikachu version of that, like, if, if that mindset had been applied to Winter Soldier, that man would have had a bright purple jumpsuit on and a huge mustache and been, like, taunting Captain America like a supervillain. With, yeah. And with a heavy French accent. Like, this movie is just like, no, you know what? P like, Pokemon is the most popular media franchise on the face of the planet. It's en got an amusement park. Enough people understand the core concepts of it that we can, 
like, not worry about onboarding people and still, like, not confuse a significant part of our target audience. Like, no one... Everyone already understands how Pokemon battles work and who Mewtwo is and all that stuff. We can just dump it into the movie and move. When this movie opened with Mewtwo, it I was like... It opens on a shot of Mewtwo. You would I think was like, we're in it. You're going to introduce, like, oh, maybe a Pidgey. You know, maybe a Pikachu or a Charmander. You know, something that is either not that crazy to look at or is universally recognizable. But no, it opens on Mewtwo trapped in a containment pod. And even, like, its normal Pokemon after that is Cubone. Yeah, yeah, like, there's... <laughs> this movie weirdly goes for some deep cuts in a way where I yeah. I would not... The cynical version of this movie wouldn't go for those choices. No. The... Um, and, like, they obviously, they hit the, the hits. Sure, Pikachu's in there, Psyduck's in there, Greninja's in there, who, like, Greninja's kind of the breakout star of Gen 6. Yeah. Um, almost the sheer force of will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, something that I kept on thinking back to while watching this movie and comparing it to, uh, and this is gonna sound like the hugest insult, uh-huh. but is, uh, the Dragon Ball movie. Okay, okay. That does sound like a pretty huge insult, but go on. But, like, more comparing what this does right to what that did wrong. Okay, okay. That makes sense. I, I think I kind of... You're right, there is something... There's something about the, like, auras of those two movies that is similar, even though they're very different. Yeah, like, I feel like for all the, like, the high school AU that it is doing... Yeah. Uh... Like, Dragon Ball, like, the Dragon Ball movie did not go far enough where it is still this kind of weird anime-influenced world. You know, you still got, like, Bulma and all of her, uh, you know, gadgets and her capsules and... Right, but it's Bulma, except she has, like, natural hair color with, like, one strand of the teal in there. Yeah. Um, and also what I kept on thinking is the difference in the lead actor. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, because I cannot remember the name of the guy who played Goku. I'll look it he up. Is, he is not good. No, he's terrible. And I think that Justice Smith does a pretty good job in this movie. I think there are weirdly long scenes that are about his character's emotional state that would not work if he wasn't doing a, like... Very good job. Like, a better job than this movie deserves. Yes. Like, he is putting a lot of heart into the talking with this po- this Pikachu. Justin Chatwin is uh, Goku. Oh, yeah. Justin Chatwin. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Like, he... The... Justin Chatwin, like, has this feeling of... That, like, he is, like... And it's partly the script, like, that he is, like, snarky. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of above all of this. Which is the opposite of Goku. Yes. Um, there's one line in that movie that is Goku-like. Uh-huh. Uh, which is, uh, they're searching for Master Roshi. And he's just biting into this giant, like, turkey leg. Yeah, that's Goku. Uh, and she's like, I can't find Roshi anywhere in the, uh, like, the directory. And he mm. just goes, 
with like a full mouth go, did you try master? <laughs> yeah, that's a Goku line, yes. I've not seen Dragon Ball Evolution in a long time. I Neither have I, but I have <laughs> but a yeah, weird have, memory for... Yeah. Why do you remember <laughs> it so well? Like, I think I just have brought that specific line up in like... I don't know why I like I've talked about Dragon Ball Evolution multiple times. The only fit I I kind of remember the end of that movie. I remember the scene of him trying to comb his hair and it not working, and I remember him in front of the rich kid's house having a fight just because it looked absolutely nothing like Dragon Ball. Yeah, like that that is a movie that wants to have iconic like icons from Dragon Ball, but doesn't want to be a Dragon Ball movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we're seeing, this is, we're seeing a little bit of that, too. Like, the the big point of comparison, I keep going to this for obvious reasons, is the, the Sonic movie they're making. We're like... Th- I, it's not quite Dragon Ball Evolution, but you do get the sense that they're a little embarrassed that they're making a Sonic movie. They, they are changing so much about it and yeah. just keeping that core character... Right. And, like, the Sonic world has never been super well-established. Right, they can get away with that. I mean, Sonic has talked to human people before. He's kissed human people before. Yes, human people have kissed him. Right, but between, like, the way they redesigned him and, I don't know, something about that movie, it just feels like we're going to pluck some things about Sonic the Hedgehog that people like uh, and slapping it into a very generic family action comedy. Mm Mm-hmm. This is unabashedly a Pokemon movie. Yeah, this movie, like, just refuses to apologize for being Pokemon. And is not really interested in slowing down to, like, explain Pokemon to you. Like, no. Uh, there is that, like, there's a short montage, like, in-universe montage yeah. of explaining you, like, a bit of history of Pokemon, but... But even that montage, I feel like if you don't already kind of know what Pokemon is, you... That montage is not sufficient. No. It... Yeah, it is just like, hey, we want to make this drawing of Bulbasaur in hieroglyphs. (laughs) We should go through the plot of the movie. Yeah, let's... Okay, I've I've got the, the... Kind of plot description open. Okay, so it opens, like we said, on Mewtwo in a laboratory... Oh, God, it's... Oh, man. (laughs) And it's just, yeah, Mewtwo tucked up in this, uh, like, liquid chamber, and he is thinking... It kind of looks like the opening of the first Pokemon animated movie. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, it looks very much like that, to the point where I thought they were recreating the beginning of that movie. It's weirder than that, right? as so many things are. So he mentally senses that someone is outside, and we don't really get to know what that means, but suddenly his containment like tank fails, and he breaks out of it. Um, it cuts to him like, bursting out of the roof and the building exploding. Does not show you all the people that just died in the first few seconds of a Pokemon movie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, people just get murdered immediately. Yes. Uh, and there this is one is definitely darker than a lot of Pokemon franchises, yeah. but not in sometimes in obvious ways and sometimes not. It's not a bloody movie or anything, but no. people die in it. Yes, and it raises some real weird questions. Yes, uh, but there's like one car speeding off from the facility, and Mewtwo chases off after it, 
And we just... And, like, yeah. doesn't Mewtwo say something like, they're outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like, yeah, he's... he's tr- it seems like he has a vendetta against whoever's in this car. Yeah. And then the car goes off a bridge, flips over, and like, explodes. Specifically, there's an explosion of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That causes it to flip over, like, very violently. <laughs> right. Uh, clearly, whoever's in that car must have died. Yes. And then we cut... And okay, we get kind of more what I would have imagined from an opening shot of this movie. It's like morning in this very idyllic kind of small town. And there's like... These... I, this really worked for me. and I'm surprised yeah. how much this worked for me. Well, yeah. So like you see like these avian creatures flying. They look like birds. But then like one flies close to the camera and you see... No, no of course not. They're like Pidgeotos. Mm-hmm. And like it's panning over these houses where you can see Pokemon looking out the windows... And there's, like, a, a fenced-in area with bouffalants from Pokemon yeah. Black and White. Uh, Again, yeah. weird Paul. Yeah, uh-huh. No one cares about bouffalant. And around uh, this point, I actually had, like, I don't do this. It gave me a little bit of an emotional reaction, just seeing, like, is the Pokemon world brought to life? No, I totally get it. Like, if I was someone who was, like, really into this, like, this is such a cool moment of like quiet yeah like like i said like even as someone who's not a fan still worked for me like i don't know if i've had a moment of like had that kind of emotional reaction to a movie since like seeing heath ledger joker for the first time as a teenager you know (laughs) and i'm not i'm not a dumb teenager anymore so (laughs) yeah The, the thing that i think may work for like that Similarly worked for me was the ending of The Last Jedi of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's also, like, I feel like in a different context. Definitely, like, but even that one, like, I can recognize why that would inspire those kind of feelings, but it didn't for me, you know? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, and so, like, in, like, there's, like, a ho-ho, not a ho-ho, like, a, one of the owl, owlet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, there's just a bunch of different Pokemon. Right. Um, and... Uh, we end up on uh, our main character. Uh, oh God, Tim. what's his name? Tim, right? Tim Goodman. Tim Goodman, <laughs> a good man. Good man. Yeah, uh, he's like running through the woods with a friend of his, who and they're yes. like tracking a Pokemon or something. And uh, I just want to say this: it if it wasn't, I don't think it would come up as a criticism, just because I think the movie does pretty well on it. I'm yeah. glad this movie is not super white, also, like Dragon Ball Evolution. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it, it... Rhyme City, when we eventually get to it, feels like a city. Very much so, yes. Like, with a, a wide breadth of people. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And if Tim was a, just a white dude... I won't. I think they. I won't be like, Bleh, at that. Right, but it it's neat that he's not. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like, I mean, it. it I would still get rid of, out of the Dragon Ball thing where it's like, everyone else in this cast is Japanese except for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The main character. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, yeah so are, his friend has led him out to a field where there is just a single Cubone sobbing at the sky. Yeah. And again, weird pick for a Pokemon to focus on. The one that has constant unceasing pain for its dead mother and he wears its body parts. 
on its well, head. Well, I mean, obviously they're not going to bring that up during this movie. No, of course they wouldn't reference that element of it. The, like, the weird, like, have to dig for it element. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, um, so yeah, him and his friends see that, and like, Tim immediately realizes, ah, oh, shit, this is a setup. You're trying to get me to catch a Pokemon. I don't want to. I am... I am a successful insurance representative, which the idea of anyone selling insurance in the Pokemon world is very funny to me. Yeah, th- there's a few good jokes with that. Yeah, uh, but he, his friend's like, listen, all of our high school friends have moved out of town. You know, I'm about to move out of town. You're going to be kind of alone. And I thought this would be a great Pokemon for you because it's lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like th- there's a really good exchange between him and his friend who we don't yeah. see again like after this opening scene right right uh where he's like uh because it's tim who goes like you know you know you're like and he's and like lonely and he's like yeah yeah <laughs> well and that's very funny but then i've because <laughs> i've been done nothing but think about this movie all weekend long uh it did hit me that and th- this is a result of overthinking wondering wait is this movie actually genius? And it's not, but I was like, wait a second. But like Tim, Tim's whole story arc is that he is like emotionally like has problems because his mother died when he was very young and he still hasn't really processed that grief. And it's opening with him confronting a Q-bone. Yes. <laughs> like what? Uh, and so he was like, is like fucking fine. I'll, Catch the stupid Q-Bone. <laughs> right, so he goes out and tries to talk to it, and immediately calls it like, hey, yeah, <laughs> that's wild how you're wearing your mom's dead skull. Not <laughs> everyone can pull that off. Yeah. And, like, the Q-Bone in me, like, it's so weird. Yeah. I felt like the audience, like, almost, like, take a breath in at that moment. <laughs> right? Because, <laughs> like, especially if, you know, you're a parent who's... <laughs> God, yeah. Like, is not aware of this stuff. It's so, it's such a out of left field, like, yeah. wait, what? Again, this, this movie's just immediately like, no, it's Pokemon. You know what Pokemon is. Deal with it. Uh, yeah, so the Cubone gets mad. He throws the ball at the Cubone, and he catches it. But, you know, but he forgot to hold down and B. Yes. Uh, and so it, like, everyone's like, you know, him and his friend are like, oh, we need to fucking go. Yeah. And the Cubone breaks out, and... Something I like is that they kept the size of the Cubone. Uh-huh. So this Cubone is tiny. Yeah, it's very small. It's maybe a foot tall. Uh, and it throws, ends up throwing its uh, bone at it. Right. At him. And it ex- like explodes and he gets like launched away. Yeah. And then cut back to the him in town and is like, all right, like, I listen, I told you I don't need a Pokemon. Uh, I'm doing very good with my insurance you know, at my insurance job, I'm about to get a promotion. And uh, his friend goes, like, what? Like, senior insurance advisor? And he's like, well, no, that's actually uh, two steps above me, so I'm going to be yeah. more like a... <laughs> Pretty good joke. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. joke. I just, uh, and again, I just love the idea, of, like, what are you talking... No, you li- Tim, do you understand you live in the Pokemon world? People don't do insurance jobs. No, they, have they do magical, cool things. They do magical Pokemon adventures. I don't think you understand... Uh, and so he gets a call, and he pulls out his cell phone, and all the cell phones look like Pokédexes. Yes, I Great. love it so much. 
I want one of those phones. It's it's such a smart thing. Yeah, it's really good. But yeah, so he hadn't had cell signal while they were out in the woods, and now he's got like five voicemails from the Rhyme City Police Department, where yeah, his dad first, lives. His friend just goes like, "Oh, is there a insurance emergency?" Yeah. Which I kind of assumed this was going to do kind of the you know a movie thing where there was an insurance emergency. Yeah, was an insurance emergency. And he didn't show up for it and lost his job. You know, it was down on yeah. your luck, putts. But no, uh, he's heard he's gotten word that his father uh, has died. Yeah. Uh, cut to him on a train. Yeah. Uh, and he is just kind of. I think we get the kind of montage first. Uh, I think we get the Pokemon interaction first. Yeah. Okay. And this is maybe one of my like. It's pretty good here, but it's kind of a larger indication, especially when Pikachu comes in. Uh-huh. Uh, is that this film very wild, wildly with tone. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's just gotten some serious news. and he, he's... He just learned that his father has passed. Right. And he's sitting on a train, dealing with that grief. Uh, and suddenly, a giant cartoon tongue just slobbers all over him. Yeah, there's a lick-a-tongue. There's just that a lick-a-tongue apparently... here. Belongs to no one. Right. Yeah, it does not belong to anybody. He's covered in, like, CGI saliva. He's like, oh, okay, alright, yeah. you're doing this. Yeah. Yeah, because it all belongs right. to no one, because as the, like, video on the back of his seat tells us, Rhyme City was built as a place where Pokemon and people live in harmony, as opposed to Pokemon being owned by people. And this is where we get introduction to Bill Nighy. Yes. Who's like uh, who was playing William Howard Clifford? Howard Clifford. Which, oh man, <laughs> I'm so glad Bill Nighy's in this movie. God, yeah. Have you seen those like <laughs> that interview where he talks about how doing this movie has like turned him into a Pokemon Ultra fan? Yes, it's so good. Or, like all the crazy like Ar- Arceus uh, like stone statues in his office later on. He just has in his apartment now. It's so good. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yes. Um, and he was this, like, uh, kind of CEO who got a, uh, thing where he, he got, like, basically, like, a neural disease. Yeah, he got some kind of degenerative illness. They don't go too deep in the detail. And he, like, traveled the world looking for a cure. And they say that he found the cure with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And by, by the way, real quick, something <laughs> I love, they did not care, they just let actors say Pokemon however they felt like saying it. Yeah. So some people go for, like, Pokemon, some are Pokemon, some are Pokemon, like, like real people, do not try to, like, stick to the brand bible for Pokemon. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... Like, that's when we get our, like, the history of Pokemon, kind of. Like, the mm. very quick and dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where it shows, like, people, like, cave drawings of people, like, offering an apple to, obviously, like, a Pikachu. Yeah, and then, like, Egyptian hieroglyphs of, like, a pharaoh with, like, a Natu on its throne. It's so, it's such a good, like, that's what you want from this movie. Absolutely it is. I'm so... Glad. The only thing that could have made that better is if the hieroglyphics were like unknowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we we do get an unknowns reference later. Do we? I might have missed that one. That's his shirt. 
Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Rhyme City, like, this is the part where I was like, oh, wow, they do not care about, like, explaining what Pokemon is to anybody, because they're just like, yeah, and of course now we have Pokemon battles, you know those, the Pokemon battles. Anyway, enough about those. Yeah, Rhyme and City. You, you, you get, like, a short shot of the Pokemon battles. Yeah, of, like, just a huge, like, football stadium with, like, a Gyarados and a Gengar and, like, some trainers that look kind of like, you know, Ash or whatever. Yeah, like, they, like, are invoking the Pokemon trainer kind of aesthetic. Yes. Um, uh, and then you get, like, the, but there's no Pokemon battles here because this is a place where Pokemon live in harmony with humans. Right. So Pokemon just work. Like, I guess Pokemon just have, like, apartments in Rhyme City. That's what I really wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, we're going to see most Pokemon are, like, a human being's partner, and they don't own them, but they're, like, you know, they have a domestic partnership, basically. Yeah. Like, there it's must basically be single like, Pokemon out there. Yeah. I, I, the Lickitung. Right, yeah, the Lickitung's a single Pokemon. <laughs> like, I want to see, yeah, instead of following Tim off this train, follow that Lickitung through its life, and, like, as it goes to its weird Lickitung apartment... What kind of decorations do Lickitung pick out for their apartments? These are the kind of questions I want to know. Well, I'm sure it's kind of... I was about to say, it's like in the Pokemon games when like you meet like one of the Pokey super fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their apartment's like decked out in that gear. But would you want to like have a version of like I don't human have a, faces yeah, all around? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, not at all. I just imagine this Lickitung like, going down to the corner pharmacy, picking up a cartoon gigantic tongue scraper. Gotta keep your mouth clean. Yeah. Especially when it's just hanging out of your mouth at all <laughs> <Yeah>. times. <laughs> but no, yeah, so Tim steps off the train into Rhyme City, and we just get this, like, long, like, sequence of just introducing us to the city. And, again, I'm having, like, a weird emotional reaction to just seeing all these Pokemon. Yeah, like, it, it does really, like, and I think for good reason, like, stay on this. Yeah. Just because, like, it is so kind of... It's just a cool thing to happen. And also, there's obviously a lot of work that's gone in on these Pokemon and on this city. Yeah, you can tell that, like, the, the like, art designers and, like, CGI people and stuff are very proud of their Pokemon designs. They like yes. showing them off to you. Yes. There's, like, a Snorlax uh, asleep in the middle of an intersection and, like, a Machamp directing traffic around it. That's very good. <laughs> it's so good. There's, like... A whole bunch of Panchams, like, playing in, like, some bushes, and, like, their parents, just this, like, Pangoro, just, like, looks so tired. <laughs> I really, like, yeah, like, they established really well and pretty quickly, like, what Pokemon living in a city looks like. Yeah. Because even, like, most Pokemon fans, they're mostly, like, oh, Pokemon in the wild. Right. As these, like, wild animals. And this definitely equates Pokemon as more, like, equals. Yeah, yeah. and it's, Which is gonna get weird. It's gonna get very weird. Um, it's, it's very cool to see. And when you think about it, it makes sense from a movie perspective. Because having the conceit that, oh, no, the people in Pokemon live together means that you don't... Otherwise, all these Pokemon would be in Pokeballs and you wouldn't get to see them. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. This would just look like a normal city. Yeah. I mean, but with still, like, all the... All the, Pokemon like, signage, signage and stuff. Yeah, this looks like, like, the Blade Runner city, but, like, a clean part of that city. Yeah, like, at daytime. <laughs> yeah, it's, right, middle of the day, 
clean Blade Runner city. You turn the wrong corner, you're going to see some replicants. But this side of town, yeah. it's just got Pokemon in it. Uh, and there's a lot of very, uh, like, you know, Pokemon references in the back. I did see a reference to Hexmaniac, and I was like, okay. Mm. That's very good. Yeah, there's so, <laughs> like, I'm going to really enjoy watching this movie and just going frame by frame and seeing all the little Easter eggs and shit. Yeah, I'm... I'm I don't know if I'd buy it, but I definitely am, like, waiting for, like, the videos on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm um, gonna buy it. I'll... <laughs> like, who knows? Like, again, I just saw it, right. so maybe, like, right. by the time it comes out, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so... Does Tim just go straight to the police department from here? Yeah, he goes to the police department, and we get the uh, bit of... I, I don't know what the Pokemon, they're, like, kind of... Dog Pokemon. Oh, Snubble, yeah. Uh, yeah, Snubble, and who is just, just really mean looking. Uh huh. In the way like some dogs are. Right. Yeah. Just sitting there growling at Tim, and then uh, Ken and Watanabe it- comes in. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it. There is something to be said for like the level of like actor they got for this. <laughs> Like yeah, I like. It could be easier, much easier to like have all of these people kind of filled out with nothing, like right. character actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, and they so got the, they got Ken Watanabe for what, like five minutes of screen time total. Yes. Or <sighs> like you know they got Bill Nye when they probably could have just gotten any old person. Just, just could have gotten Bill Nye. Yeah. Oh, man, I would really like if there's a Bill Nye. Yeah, now, on the other hand, hold on a second. <laughs> just just a little clip of Bill Nye, but, like, doing his show but about Pokemon. Yes! Just the physics of Pokemon. Oh, man, that's too, pu- that's too beautiful are for this hotter world. than the surface of the sun. <laughs> so, yeah, he goes there, and he's like, Hey, I'm just here to get my... Uh, my dad's keys, so I can close that all up. I do not care about my father. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause he's, Ken Watanabe's like, wait, where's where's your Pokemon, Tim? He's like, I don't have a Pokemon. I understand I live in Pokemon world, but, you know, some people have to do insurance jobs around here. I, but I feel like even the people who do insurance would have Pokemon, like, as pets or, like, as equals kind of this thing. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, like, everyone treats him not having a Pokemon as, like, oh, where's your, like, iPhone? <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's like, okay, you can't, you can, like, not have a smartphone. It's kind of weird. <laughs> like, in today's world? <laughs> yeah. Like, huh, like, like, like yeah, that is how everyone treats it. It's just, like, not, like, with, like... Discussed or like any weird thing like that. It's just like right. Just oh, like, huh, oh, I guess huh. that's. I guess some people live their life that way. <laughs> I guess, sure. All right, friend. Whatever. Um. And yeah, he is like, uh, Kawan Navi, whose uh, character is uh, Detective Yoshida. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is like, hey, listen, this is like he one he uh, mentions like, oh yeah, him and his partner died in the crash. Right. And he's like, oh, I didn't realize he had a partner. Like, uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, his Pikachu. He's like, his Pokemon. And right. he's like, oh, okay, that, nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you meant a person. 
He doesn't say it like that explicitly. No, but yeah, but... yeah. He also has a bit where he's like, hey, is your Pokemon bad at me? It seems like it hates me. And it's just a very good goofer. He's like, oh, no, listen, he might look mean, but he's very cute and cuddly. And he goes to pet him and just stops himself. <laughs> because uh, it's clearly a bad idea. Yeah, so it's called Snubble, but he calls it Snuggy. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that's what he calls it. And Ken Watanabe saying, oh, you know, Snuggy's great. It was really... That's good. It was the yeah, happiest I, I, ha- I felt until later on in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Tim goes to his dad's apartment. He notices there is a Psyduck, like, trailing him outside. Yeah, and he's like, okay, that's weird. Yeah, he goes to, like, the uh, like front desk where there's just a Trico stuck to the window. I love yeah, how it, I'm it, just using all the Pokemon names, or if you don't... if Like, if you can't pull, like, Pancham or Trico off the top of your head, I'm just talking gibberish. I feel like with gibberish. Pancham and, like, Trico, like, it's like Gecko. And Panda, it's That's like Panda, yeah, it's yeah. like Panda. Right, right. Uh, some of the other ones, I feel like we have to more maybe explain a bit more. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, uh, I, yeah, but like he's like knocking it, like and it wakes up the Trico, which is something I did like. Yeah, yeah. Um, he and eventually goes up to the mailbox, like opens it, and uh, then we're introduced to the kind of female side character. This, uh, yeah, Lucy Stevens. Lucy who, Stevens. I was kind of worried about her at her intro, but there's a joke that kind of undercuts it that I actually did. I, kinda, I ended up enjoying this character. Yeah, I did too. Um, I think she's maybe a little, like, underwritten. Yeah. Um, but I, I like her for what she is. She, like, starts talking from the top of the stairs and just descends I, them. I <laughs> yeah. like her for what she is and also what she isn't. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she just sounds like a... Someone out of, like, a 1940s conspiracy movie, like, that kind of reporter, like... Yeah, like, you know, she's, like, saying all these things that kind of, like, rhyme, like, you know, like, have, like, a cadence to them and, like, kind of rhyme. I'm trying to find the hottest scoop on the case, and I'm gonna close this... I'm I'm gonna find the who's, the what's, the where's, and the why's. And this was a part where I was kind of like, oh, uh uh-oh, the good writing might have run out. (laughs) Uh, I was having that kind of normal feeling of, like... Oh man, like I don't know if I'm gonna like this, and also mm, I might not like this character, which is a bummer. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, you're a reporter," and she's like, "Well, I'm, you know, an intern." Right. I do listicles. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's a vlogger. <laughs> which and, and the other part of this I liked that uh, my friend pointed out to me was that she's basically doing what Pokemon trainers do in Pokemon games, where when they first see you, they just walk up to you and explain their entire shtick. It's, yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, the explicit line that she has about listicles is, uh, like, yeah, you know, I make listicles, the top ten, you know, cutest Pokemon. And Tim goes, oh, my grandma loves those. Yeah. She goes, yeah, uh, everyone she, does. They're all cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they were designed by some corporation specifically to be cute. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she has a Psyduck Pokemon partner uh, that is, yeah. And they have been watching this mailbox, waiting for someone to open it, because she thinks that Henry Goodman, Tim's dad, was on the trail of a hot case. And uh, she wants to know what he knows, and he's like, I know literally nothing, haven't talked to my dad in years, please leave me alone, you weirdo. Yeah, like, he, especially at the beginning, is like, I do not care, 
about like my dad. Yeah. I, everyone is expecting me to feel very bad about this. I do not care. I was raised by my grandma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he blows her off and goes up into his dad's apartment. And this is one of those scenes where it's really Justice Smith carrying the movie because it's a long, quiet bit of him just walking around the apartment, seeing what kind of person his dad was, like having conflicted emotions about everything, seeing that his dad had recreated his childhood bedroom in one of the the spare bedrooms. A little weird. In case he ever wanted to move back up there with him. Yeah. And I think at this point we start getting some flashbacks about what happened with, like, Tim's family. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, it, like, yeah. That was also, like, one of the other weird things in this, where it's like, you get a lot of flashbacks, and then a lot later on Tim explaining what happens in those flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, it's a little sloppy. And I feel like that the flashbacks may have been a... Uh, like, a studio note of, like, we think people won't understand, like, certain things. Like, some things aren't clear enough. It could be that, or it could be the other way, where they think the flashbacks weren't explicit enough, and they want some dialogue to, like, really lay it out. Also possible. But, like, what we basically see is that, you know, he grew up with his mom mom and dad and grandma, and uh, his dad, like, spent a lot of time at work. Yeah. Uh, and then, is it now or when, like, Pikachu looks around the room, like, we get the hint that, like, he was gonna go to, like, this, like, junior Pokemon tournament? Yeah, I mean, there's, like, posters for Pokemon championships, there's all these, like, trophies around the room for Pokemon stuff. He's got this gigantic binder of Pokemon cards. Yeah, which is good. (laughs) Yeah, just real Pokemon cards, it's great. Uh, but there definitely was a thing where, like, He's like, oh, I'm going to, uh, like, he was going to go to this Pokemon tournament and compete in it, mm-hmm. and then, uh, his mom dies. Yeah, and that seems to kind of just broken him, understandably. It, uh, yeah, and, and that is the thing that has kind of ripped his family apart. Yeah, yeah. Is that the dad then went, like, really heavily into his work. Right, he moved to Rhyme City, and he wanted... Uh, Tim to move with him, but Tim just wanted to stay with his grandma, and he is and so yeah built up a resentment towards Pokemon because he thinks his dad likes Pokemon more than his family. Yeah. Um, and it's around that time when he hears like something in the living room and grabs a stapler too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was kind of a big like part of the trailers. Yes. Uh, where, yeah, he's, like, pretending like a stapler he's got is a gun. He's, like, clicking it to try and make gun noises. Yeah. Uh, but he walks and out there, and he finds a Pikachu. A Pikachu. A little, Pika, little Pika. A little Pikachu and a little detective hat. Yeah, oh, it's, it's oh, we, the... we did miss an important bit here when he was looking around the apartment before Pikachu got there, which is mm. on his dad's desk. There's a oh, weird yes, yes, file yes. Like, of the most important stuff. part. Yeah. A weird vial of purple stuff with an R on it, and he, like, pushes a button on it, and it releases a gas that, uh, weird that Tim doesn't call poison control as soon as he inhales this gas, but whatever. He's more like, man, I'm good. (laughs) Uh, but the gas drifts out a window, and we see that, like, a bunch of apoms breathe it in, 
And, uh, and again, A-Pump, weird pull. Mm-hmm. So that one, I looked up the plot of the game. The first thing you do in the game is deal with some, like, A-Pom. So I think that's where this comes from. Uh, yeah, but also, like, but also, if this movie wanted to go nowhere, want to, like, get a normal-looking right. Pokemon. For sure. Instead of this weird because, like, monkey A-Pom with, like, like, a Mickey Mouse glove on its tail. Yeah. Uh, but we see, like, their eyes, like, turn purple and they get mean-looking. And they're like, Argh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Tim, Tim finds the Pikachu, and uh, we hear, you know, Ryan Reynolds' dulcet tones coming out of this little cartoon rat. And Tim is immediately like, no, fuck this, you you can't talk to me. Right, and meanwhile, Pikachu's just excited that someone can understand him, finally. Yeah. And they're both kind of mutually freaking out, and the A-Poms burst into the apartment. And, uh, the Pikachu is, like... Like, trying to advise, like, okay, like, bite him, scratch him. Right, yeah. Uh, and then, okay, let me get a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just Pikachu pulling out a, like, big knife. Like, a big butcher knife, like, from the yeah. kitchen. It's just, it's a really funny image on its, like... It, yeah, that's gonna be a still that I will enjoy looking at later. Um, and, like, they... A bunch of apoms start coming in, and they're like, "Okay, fuck this. We just need to leave." Yeah, uh, and they start uh, running away to like up, and so they end up on the roof. And Pikachu's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get help. You just stay here." Right. <laughs> and so they end up getting separated, and the apoms are mainly just chasing Tim. Mainly chasing Tim. Tim is gradually losing more and more clothes as he runs away from them. Yes, like you know, like first they like oh like catch on to his, like, button-up shirt, so he takes that off, so he just, like, is wearing, like, a tank top. Yeah. And then, uh, he has to remove his belt because they've grabbed onto that. Right. And then he, uh, after Pikachu finally catches up with him, who, the Pikachu has been looking at him the entire time and giving, like, running commentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They end uh, up, like, going down a garbage chute, and the A-Poms get his pants as he falls through it. Yeah, and so now he's just wearing his underwear. Yeah. And, and he, like, runs out into, like, the middle of this, like, market. Yeah, and just mostly naked. Like, covered like, in garbage. <laughs> yelling at people to ask if they can hear his Pikachu. Well, even before that, like, he's like, the A-Pops have gone crazy! Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, like, turns around and they're all back to normal and they give right. him back his clothes. Well, they- they are using his pants to, like, they've, like, all filled in his pants oh, to walk yes. around. It's a really good goof. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, he gets his and, pants back and, like, shoes them off. And, like, Pikachu is like, no, you're a uh, boxer's guy, I guess. Right, I'm on yeah. briefs. Well, I'm more into nothing. I'm kind of just out. <laughs> but, yeah, so he starts, like, grabbing people and asking them if he can, if they can understand the Pikachu. And people are like, what? No. Or, like, no, oh, like, yeah, cute Pikachu you got. Yeah, like, we hear it from, like, someone else's perspective, and it is just, like, the classic anime. Which and is really... like, the, the anime actor is like, Pika, Pika! It's really weird to hear it go from Ryan Reynolds to that very high-pitched, like, Pika! It's, yeah, it's super weird, and they, they do play it up for comedy. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, like, as soon as, like, she's like, oh, yeah, no, she can't understand me. <laughs> right. Yeah, so eventually he finally gets it in his head that none of these other people can understand him. Again, this market, cool set. Yeah, there's, like, lots in the of background, in like, a Charmander, like, using his tail to, like, work a walk. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's just a lot of, like, smart uses of the Pokemon. It's it's really great. 
Uh, like you can like like you said, you can really tell that designers and like background animators thought really hard and were fans of like what would Pokemon do, right? If they were in this kind of environment, yeah, it's just a very high level of attention to detail. Uh, yes. Eventually, he learns that this Pikachu belonged to his dad, and the Pikachu realizes that Tim is his owner's son. Because they also ha- uh, the Pikachu has amnesia. Yes, yeah, yeah. He is like he has that's a, the important like that's a really important part of this. Which they do kind of like initially just they gloss over a little bit. He's like, I don't know, I got a case of the forgetsies anyway. Uh, yeah, but I mean they say it you know a few times, so you get it. But uh, yeah, uh, so and, they decide to go get a drink together. Yeah, th- this Pikachu like it still definitely has that kind of Ryan Riddle style of humor. You can tell that there's been, like, a lot of ad-libs. Very much. And, like, there's one or two parts where I'm like, all right, you can you can rein it in, like, half a notch. But for the most yeah. part, I think it works. Uh, th- there are specifically, like, two jokes that I'm thinking of. Yeah. That, like, I think, like, that you didn't need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but they go get a drink together at the... <laughs> I love this bar because... Yes, it's incredible. <laughs> the t- it is a coffee bar that sells coffee. So, of course, their, like, performing act is a Jigglypuff, because you need to balance out the coffee. Yeah. And there's just... She has her, like, Sharpie microphone. Yeah, yeah. And there's just, and like, a man... You know, a guy who in any other movie would just be, like, passed out drunk at the bar is instead just asleep because of Jigglypuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so good. There's like a Ludicolo bartender. Uh, but yeah, Tim starts talking to the Pikachu and is getting weird looks for talking to a Pikachu. So he like takes out his phone and pretends to be having a phone conversation. Even though he says during the fake phone conversation, oh, you're talking Pikachu. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Not a good job of it. Does that actually cut down on the number of weird looks he's getting? Which like, I still, th- th- there's something for that. of like, yeah. He is he is bad at undercover. Yes. Everyone's bad at undercover, as we will see repeatedly. Well, no, there's one person good at undercover. <laughs> uh, but um, they kind of talk out what's been going on. Uh, Pikachu is certain that, well, if he survived this car crash, then clearly Henry must have. There's a mystery here, and he needs to solve it, and he's going to need Tim's help. And he's like, hey, my, my name is Detective Pikachu, so I'm probably going to be able to solve this one. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's a good fun scene, you know, kind of building rapport with them to begin with. Yeah, there's a, like a good joke thing where he's like, so either, you know, Harry faked his own death, or someone faked Harry's death, or Harry faked someone else's death. That last one doesn't make sense. <laughs> right, and like every time he comes up with a different he like turns around and hits Tim with his tail. Yeah. A lot of good... There are some people who are not as good as interacting with, like, the fake people in this movie are. Yeah, there's a few Uh, scenes that, like, you know, you can tell that there weren't really Pokemon in the real world. Weird. Yes. But for the most part, pretty good job of, like, integrating all of that together. Yeah, and Justice does a really good job of that. Yeah, like, when he's interacting with Pikachu, like, when he's on his shoulder, like, that's... They nailed that. Uh, oh, I just was looking through, and something we've, I forgot to mention, or we forgot to mention, is that uh, Tim, who had just turned 21, there is an unsent envelope 
for... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, happy 25th birthday with a ticket, and it says, like, I can be better if you just give me a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that definitely is, like, one of those moments where it's, like, he's, like, man, hmm. Right, yeah. I don't want to feel things about my dad. (laughs) (laughs) But they go back to the apartment. They, They are going to split up, but then they're, like, oh, wait, no, we're both... I guess we're both going to the same apartment. Cool. Yeah, no, like, uh... There's, like, Pikachu gives this, like, long speech about, like, you know, like, oh, you know, we, we've we've got something together, and, you know, that's, ho- like, and that thing is hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and he introduces the phrase, I can feel it in my jellies. Right, which is a recurring thing. And again, one of those things where, when you just said it right now, I'm like, eh, but I'm, I'm, I roll with it in the movie, sure. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, Ryan Reynolds does have a charisma. He does, Absolutely. And, like, when it comes out of a giant, a small little Pikachu... Yeah. You you give it a lot more leniency. Absolutely, yes. Um, he makes a joke about how he's inviting Tim back up to his apartment. He's usually not that kind of Pokemon. Yes. Yeah. Weird joke. Weird joke. Um, yeah, because, like, originally, like, Tim is like, okay, I'll meet you back here tomorrow. And he's like... And Pikachu's like, cool, just outside of my apartment. Right. He's like, and Tim's like, wait, no, no. In my apartment, I'm a human. It belonged right. to my dad. Which, again... I don't know where you... I don't know how Rhyme City works. Does that Pikachu... Is that Pikachu on the lease? <laughs> Could that Pikachu visit uh, Harry's dad in the hospital if he was in the hospital? Does that Pikachu draw a salary from the police department? Mm. <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, if I'm to understand how Rhyme City works, that seems like it must be true, Right. Their idea is, what if we incorporate Pokemon into capitalism? (laughs) (laughs) But then, like, those APOMs don't have a fucking job. Like... (laughs) I mean, listen, sometimes there's just people hanging out someplace. Yeah, that's true. That's true. On the other hand, there was, like, scaffolding and stuff up there. Maybe those APOMs do have a fucking job. Yeah, maybe they're just, like, hanging out after work. Yeah, shit. That might be true. (laughs) (laughs) I think this might be uh, a masterpiece of a film, actually. (laughs) Like, I feel the the image of uh, the Machamp directing traffic is, like, really what makes me like, oh, okay, this is... Yeah, absolutely. This is how this works. Yeah. Well, and, like, uh, something I like about the Pokemon games, you know, it comes through a little bit in the cartoon, but the games really hammer on... They have a lot of, like, future tech in them, but they really go out of their way to be like, hey, we, the humans of the Pokemon world have structured their society to be, like... To, like, fit in with nature instead of, like, conquering it. Like, they don't cut down trees and build cities over top of them. They just put up buildings in between the trees, you know? Yeah. And it's it's this very, like, eco-futurist uh, aesthetic. And this yeah, movie doesn't it- quite go for that, but there's, like, hints of it in the way that, like, yeah, the city is built so that Pokemon can just live the natural way they do, and that's okay. Yeah. It is, like... They want to have the city both for the noir and, like, both because it's so, like, visually, like, spectacular. Yeah. And it, like, it ends up working, like, in the canon of the Pokemon universe really well. Yeah, very much so. Um, and so they end up back at their apartment. Yeah, and is this where, Uh, like, Tim kind of catches Pikachu up on his tragic backstory? Yeah. Yeah, because Pikachu kind of teases him for having a Pikachu bed. 
and he's like, oh yeah, my dad rebuilt this room. Yeah. That was like my childhood room. Uh, and there's a line where Pikachu uh, goes, like, like I'm flattered, but also a little bit worried. Are you gonna skin me and make me a lamp? Right, and to just like, and, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Again, weirdly dark joke. Right? I also like the line in this part where Pikachu's making fun of him about the Pikachu bed with these giant Pikachu ears for the headboard. And Tim just, like, mutters something. And just Pikachu, framed within these giant ears, goes, Sorry, I can't really hear you. Can you speak up? Which I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's also, like, when he points out, like, the photo of the mom and, like, Oh, this person probably knows Harry and probably knows me. We should go see them. Like, do you know who this is? And he's like, right. Yeah, that's my mom. She died ten years ago. Right, right, right. Yeah, so then, yeah, Tim just kind of, yeah, explains the basics of what happened, how his dad moved away. Here's my trauma. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Pikachu's like, hmm, heavy. <laughs> right. But they, uh, yeah, agreed, like, in the morning they're going to try and find that reporter lady, because she clearly knows something about this case. Yeah, uh, and, and... That seems like a good place to start. Well, I, when they, like, they're like, we'll do some investi... Well, actually, I think uh, what Tim says is, I'm gonna take you to... Uh, Yoshida, and he can figure out what to do with you. Right, 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 right. And uh, uh, Pikachu's like, hey, buddy, A-Cab, I don't care if he's yeah. played by Ken Watanabe. Yeah. He, he does says we cannot trust the police. Right. Yeah. He's like, until we know what happened to your dad, for all we know, the police are the ones who killed him, basically. Yeah. Oh, I, there's like a weird goof in this movie that I forgot. And not even a, a joke, really, just like a reference. Uh-huh. Which is when he first walks into the apartment, you can hear voices, and he thinks that it's like someone has broken in. Oh, right, but it's like an old black and white detective movie playing on TV. It's this old black and white detective movie that is from Home Alone. Is it? Yes. <laughs> wow, alright. It's the, it's the one that they made for that movie. Yeah, I tried to look very closely at that because I didn't realize it was... Oh, wait, so it's not a real detective movie. No, it is... Okay. Yeah, like, they, they, there's a whole article, like, about it, like, a year ago or so now. Yeah. About how they filmed this fake, like, one-set noir detective movie, so, like, uh-huh. they could have, like, certain lines from it that, like, needed to be said. Huh, wow. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking at it real close, because I thought they might, like, slip in a Pokemon into the, that movie. That, that's what I wanted, but yeah. this is still pretty good. And there again, is, really weird. Yeah, there is literally a Pokemon that is meant to look like it's got a fedora and a trench coat on, so it seemed like it would have slotted right in. I, I really would have loved it if they took that footage and then just CG'd. Yeah, yeah. In, like, a, just, a Pokemon on yeah. the... <laughs> I just sent you a picture of BHM. Yeah, that... <laughs> yeah. Which, that thing's deal is a little different, because, like, it starts off as, like, a little alien, and the idea is it evolves into an alien wearing a hat and a trench coat to not look like an alien. Good Pokemon. <laughs> maybe, maybe Pokemon's really good, actually. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I am going to play that new game. Yeah, yes, yeah, Sword and Shield, I'm excited for that. Like, I, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, you know what, I think I'm ready to go, like, try to get back into Pokemon, even if it's just... Yeah. Like, casually. Right, right. No, no, I'll, I don't I'll, think... I'll, I'll get you up and going in the Pokemon Showdown OU ladder. Don't worry. No, I'm... I'm... <laughs> get you a Toxapex going. It'll be fine. No, I'm, I'm good. Some Tornadises, <laughs> Landoruses, you know, whichever genie you prefer. 
I am good. We can make Thunderous work. A little less common, but I mean, certainly viable. Wait, can I have a Dark Fire deck? <laughs> <laughs> we'll yes. Talk we'll talk yes. about this later. All right. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Tim wakes up, and the floor is filled with, like, papers. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, okay. I've, this is what I'm just going to have to deal with with you, huh? Papers and also lots and lots of half-empty e- coffee cups. That he is, like, going, like, back and forth and, like, drinking a little bit out of, out of like, each one. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, Pikachu's just trying to... He's saying, like, no, I gotta lay everything out. I gotta study the clues. Figure this out. And Tim is like, no, like, these, these aren't... And you see a little, like, uh, like a printout of, like... Mew remains found in Rhyme City. Which is, I believe, the only thing, like, explaining Mew at all in this movie. Yeah. Um, it is also, like, a total, like, not actually the thing. What, oh, right, like, nothing to do with the actual mystery? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, the, the Mewtwo we eventually find, or, you know, that was at the beginning... Is the one from the original Pokemon movie. <laughs> that? I think you might be right. <laughs> they say a, that it was yeah. made 20 years ago in the Kanto region. Right. I'm just not sure to what degree the Pokemon anime is canon, because, like, this movie is just pulling from a lot of different Pokemon stuff. I, I, I think if it's not, like, canon canon, I it's think it is at least, like, yeah. giving a nod to that. You, If you believe that, the movie is not going to argue with you. Yes. But he sees a newspaper and is instantly like, oh, the lady who was weird to me, she probably knows some shit. Yeah, yeah. So they decide uh-huh. to go to, what is it, CNM? Yeah, CNM. And th- this is another, and this is very cinema sense. Okay. But man, they just kind of get into places that they probably shouldn't be able to. Yeah, that's true. Like, because he is like, it's, like, the CEO and, how like, it's Howard Clifford, who is Bill Nighy, like, kind of, like, this former CEO and the actual CEO. Yeah. Whose uh, name I son. don't remember. Um, it's Tom? It's Chris His name's Roger. Roger Clifford, yeah. Yeah, Roger Clifford. And they're, like, giving, like, you know, announcement of the, the big Pokemon parade coming up. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, Howard refers to himself as, like, you know, the... Genius innovator of, you know, yeah. who brought Pokemon and you know people together. Also, and I guess uh, the background music for this because it's very much like a, a CNN cable news type thing. The music is a like cable news fanfare version of the Pokemon anime theme song. Yeah, they, they they have a little bit of touches of that all throughout. Yeah, it's very good. And uh, like as soon as the camera turns off. Uh, Howard or Roger is me like, what the fuck, Dad? Are you gonna call yourself like the Messiah next? Right. And like they they just immediately start arguing. Yeah. Uh, and we see that I think this is the first time we see that Howard is still like in a wheelchair. Like he's definitely like probably more mobile than he would have been. Yeah. The camera kind of pulls out a little bit more as he wheels away from his son after they have their fight, and uh, uh, and then it, a, a ditto kind of slithers into frame and transforms into just a guy. Just like a yes. tech guy, and wheels him away. And again, just a really great little bit of background Pokemon stuff that's not important. Not important at all. Because <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's very far in the background. Like, if you're not paying attention, you'll miss that. 
Yeah, like when I saw it, like I, I kind of chuckled and like I heard a few people go like, oh, huh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They end up like running. Uh, Lucy is like tries to go like, hey, I've, I've got this story to uh, Roger, and he's like, I do not care. Give me my, get me my coffee. Well, and he does tell her like, it's a we're a news organization. You have to, oh, yeah. you know, have sources and do a good job at journalism. You can't just and, report rumors you've heard. Yeah, and you have done neither of those things. So have a source or, you know, or go get me my coffee. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, she sees them and there's a, a kind of funny scene between uh, her, Pikachu, and Tim. And she ends up like, Pikachu's like, okay, don't, you know, she's a femme fatale. Don't succumb to her feminine wiles. Right. And Tim's like, don't say that about people. <laughs> You're being a real weirdo, buddy. And she's like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, who are you talking to? And he's like, no, no, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, and like she that. ends up, like, scratching under, like, Future's chin, and she's like, he says, like, oh, mother of Arceus. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that most of the conversations Tim has with other people, Pikachu is just constantly, like, giving commentary on it, and Tim has to pretend like he doesn't hear it. It's really good. It's a simple gag, but it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she brings, yeah, go ahead, uh, them into her office. He's like, you know, we can't talk here. Oh, come into my office, which is really just kind of a storage closet that she also has a desk in. Yeah. Yeah. Like can barely get the door open. Yes. Uh, and her Psyduck's there. Uh, and that's when we get like the first drop of like Pikachu going like, oh, I don't want to be around this fucking Psyduck. Like, these things, if they have a migraine, they explode. Right. Like, with psychic energy that can kill us all. <laughs> yeah, and the Sonic's just like, yep, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Sonic's just like, Sonic. Just like, nodding along with what Pikachu's saying about it. Yeah, it's like, no, that's me. <laughs> I am Psyduck, that. Yeah, Psyduck, probably among all of the Pokemon we see, gets the most of, like, the Pokemon speech. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, okay, this is just saying its name over and over again. Yeah, which makes sense, because it was in the cartoon a lot. So they yeah. want to, you know, evoke that. Uh, and one, uh, and so, like, she's like, oh, she sees the vial and then, like, pulls out a bag that she has full of, like, similar vials. Yeah. And they all have, like, R's on them. Yeah, and I really thought they were leading up to Team Rocket being in this movie. I feel like they can go that way still. They can. They certainly can. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not exactly that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, oh, there's so, like, I heard that Harry had a you know person at the uh, like down at the docks. Mm-hmm. Uh, who you know like. Would gave him info about where this stuff comes from. Yeah, but you know the docks and, are dangerous. And, and she's like, definitely implying that she wants to go along with him. Yes, because like, what she wants out of this is like, th- there are like bits of romantic tension, but mm. what she wants is she wants to go on a cool Pokemon adventure. Absolutely. And he's like, no. <laughs> well, his exact line is, oh, "Don't worry, I'm pretty good at being alone at night." Right, and there's a long awkward pause. <laughs> And like, everyone focuses on the fact that he just said he's good at jacking it. <laughs> yeah. And Pikachu's like, man, you have just like not talked to like a woman ever, have you? Yep. And they're 
everyone just kind of agrees that, oh, well, time for Tim to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes and jumps out the nearest window. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like walks out of frame and out of a window. Uh, so then we uh, get down to the docks, and this is like the first time we've seen Pikachu like on his shoulder. Because he had tried to go there first. Right. And he was like, Tim's like, fucking no, get off. And she's yeah. like, okay, but every like once, like, you know, a hundred steps of you is a thousand steps for me. So this sucks. Right. So he finally relents, lets Pikachu ride on his shoulder like an anime. Yeah. And then we have what probably... I was going to say the weirdest thing in the movie. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the problem. And <laughs> <laughs> by problem, I mean the opposite of a problem, because I love it. And we they, get one of the weirdest scenes I've ever seen in a movie until, like, They, they showed a lot of this later. off in the trailers. They mm, could not prepare you for how it goes. You tweeted that at me because you made a joke about, like, oh, there's going to be a lot of fan art of one character. And I was yeah. like, oh, Mr. Mime. And you said, Ashley, you cannot guess where the Mr. Mime scene goes. And the second <laughs> it started happening, I went, oh, no. <laughs> so they see Mr. Mime. Pikachu, I'm surprised they were allowed to do this and that Nintendo didn't stop them. Because Pikachu just goes, ugh, Mr. Mime, those things suck. Uh, yeah, like he's like, they're, the, uh, they're ugly and creepy and I hate them. <laughs> yeah. Uh... But because, like, in, in the, like, original drawings and, like, the original anime, like, Mr. Mime's a little bit weird, but still cute. It's supposed to be a cute thing. It's a Pokemon. Yeah. And, like, this one, they just fully lean into, like, no, this thing's weird. The, this is, like, even though I'm on board with the designs in this movie, um, some of them do look a little off. I think the squirtles you see on, like, the background and stuff look a little yeah. bad. Mr. Mime doesn't look that good, but it's Mr. Mime, so that works. Yeah, because like it, it, it looks like a weird little man. Because Mr. Mime's head is just a pink sphere that, like, wrinkles as he moves his face around, and it's really gross, and I love it. Uh, and so they, like, like they're like, you know, his, uh, you know, his lead was a Pokemon. Yeah. Because, like, one of the big things is, like, oh, I can talk to Pokemon, you can talk to me, and I, you can talk to people. We can work right. this out together. Yeah, yeah. So Mr. Mime starts miming running away, and then and mimes... Like, oh. Yeah, go ahead. There's a good joke of, like, like uh, Tim going, like, he's not actually moving, and Pikachu's just like, don't tell him that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he mimes getting on a motorcycle. And then, like, Tim mimes a wall, and he, like, crashes into it, and... Right, and like, very dramatically motion, like, mimes dying. And, like, we're like, well, I hope he doesn't die, because we need the lead still. And, like... Right. They end up, like, putting him, like, they're in this warehouse, and they're like, okay, we're gonna do good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Uh, and... Mr. Mime's just not fucking having it. Right, like, he's doing charades to talk to them, because he, you know... Pikachu could understand him, but he's a mime, so he doesn't talk. Yeah. And, like, Pikachu is, like, very frustrated. Like, no, we can both... I can understand you, and he can understand me, so, like, we can talk. Right, well, and, and Mr. Mime is miming something, and Pikachu says, like, uh, his guess is that Mr. Mime is trying to tell him that he pushes people away and hates himself for doing it, which, when you know <laughs> that this is Tim's dad, <laughs> like, there's a reason that that was his guess. Yeah. There, like, there's a lot of, like, good kind of foreshadowing, and, like, sometimes yeah. very obvious and sometimes less so. Right, sometimes it's just, oh, you know what? Cubone is the perfect Pokemon for Tim, because Tim's yeah. a Cubone. 
Yeah, because Tim's a Q-bone. Doesn't wear his mom's skull, but... <laughs> right, but in metaphorically, he does. He carries that weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tim decides, he's like, no, no, okay, we're going about this the wrong way. He's not going to yeah. cooperate unless we can get into his headspace. Because, so like, Pikachu is, like, f- like throwing himself at the, like, invisible wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Mr. Ryan is, like, miming, lounging on a couch, like, smugly like, at them. It is, like, like using, like, uh, like having tea and, like, spinning it. It's, like, yeah, just really fucking enjoying himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tim, like, takes a breath and realizes he's got to get down on Mr. Mime's level. So he mimes opening a door in the wall that Pikachu slammed into. And, Pika- and Mr. Mime is terrified at this. Right. And Tim's just like, yeah, you don't like this. I'm invading your space. And then he picks up a... You go. You go. (laughs) Okay. And so far, this is a normal movie. This is the normal scene in a children's movie about Pokemon. Now, there's a lot of different ways it could go. But the decision they went with is that Tim Mimes picking up a canister of gasoline and proceeds to... Uh, liberally douse Mr. Mime in gasoline. <laughs> While, well, like, Pikachu's trying to guess what he's doing, and Mr. Mime is having to mime gas. Mime gas and also, like, being very scared. Like, there's a moment <laughs> where Mr. Mime and Tim both break character to look at Pikachu, and then Mr. Mime goes right back to being terrified. It's so good! It's so fucking wild! So Tim gets down on one knee, and Mime's taking out a book of matches, and we get this bit where, like, every time he tries to light one, Mr. Mime just puts it out right away. It's like, they're now just doing a clowning bit together. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just now co-performers. And um, but Tim realizes he can't, you know, get a match lit. So he picks up the gas can again and just creates a trail of gasoline out of the room and closes and, and locks the door. And, like, puts gas, like, on top of the invisible house. Yeah. So and, like, Mr. Mime, Mime is, is, like, banging on invisible walls in terror of his life. <laughs> He's about to be invisible set on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he tells them what they want to know. So he finally it's, breaks. Yeah, and he, like, it, it's the... The source is from the round circle. Yeah. Which is like they, this club. They kind of figure out, yeah, there's, there's a, yeah. And then... And then, <laughs> without thinking, Tim just, like, stops miming. But in doing so, Mime's dropping the lit match. And there's just a reaction shot of Mr. Mime about to, like, scream and tear because he's about to die. And then it just hard cuts to the next scene. And you do not see that Mr. Mime ever again. <laughs> that Mr. Mime is still laying on that warehouse floor <laughs> pretending to be dead. Maybe actually dead? I don't know how Mr. Mimes work. <laughs> it's such a weird dark scene. It's a movie for children. <laughs> of, all, of all the ways to go, no one in a thousand years would guess that the hero of the Pokemon movie would immolate a Pokemon. <laughs> I think this is the point where I am 100,000% on board with this movie. Uh, like, I'm still, like, a bit, like, mm, like, the, the, the writing of this film is not exactly where I want it to be for, like, great, great. Sure. But I'm having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, the writing is definitely a little uneven, but th- that scene is so audacious and so weird that I'm like, no, you know what? I am, I am sitting back. Take me on a journey, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Where do you want to go? 
when the writing hits, it hits hard. Yeah. So they go to this club that is secretly an underground Pokemon battling arena, because that's not legal in Rhyme City. Mm-hmm. But are... the Pokemon seem jazzed for it. The Pokemon are into it, too. Yeah, it's not like a cockfighting situation. Which, again, like, this could have gone a very bad way in the jokes that everyone makes about Pokemon. Right. And I'm sure that, like, Nintendo is very aware of those jokes and, like, mm-hmm. probably had a lot of notes to prevent them from doing that. Yeah. Uh, so it, this is more like an underground boxing ring than, like, a cockfighting ring. Yeah. Um, and it's, again, like, one of those things where it's, like, like, they make special mention of, like, uh, having all of the Pokemon into it. Uh it opens on a shot of, what's the speaker Pokemon? So those are Loudrids. And it is, like, miming, like, dubstep-like stuff with its mouth. Which yeah, I think it's is pretty doing good. dubstep noises out of its mouth and ears. <laughs> which is a pretty good joke. Yeah, it's just these two DJs on a, like, podium surrounded by Loudrids doing dubstep noises. Uh, While the battle's of- going on, the DJs are calling out lines from Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> Yes. Like, um, they're not, like, after the third one they did, I'm like, wait a second. I recognize the words they're saying. These are actual lines from a video game. Uh, and so, as part of, like, the the two ones are, the two DJs, you have Diplo. Uh-huh. Who is just actually Diplo. Okay. Uh, he's a famous, sure. uh, electronic musician who I have uh, a hatred of because he stole one of my friend's art for his album cover. Oh, well, alright. That dude can go to hell. Uh, and then uh, Sebastian, who has this giant uh, Charizard tattoo. Yeah. Um, and I am I was like wondering, like, what has this dude done? Uh-huh. And it's mostly uh, like Mexican soap operas and Mexican movies. Okay. And so like, this is his actual first... Like Hollywood film, that's that rules. Yeah, and he he does pretty good. Yeah. Good, like he is like kind of this. He sees the Pikachu, and they're like, "Oh, like good." We've and he like recognizes it. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, great! We like found his, you know, inside source. Like this is gonna go. This is going beautifully." And he's immediately like, "Yo, I want to fucking fight that Pikachu." <laughs> right, because his ch- he has a Charizard, and it comes up, and he says that the last time he saw this Pikachu. Uh, it fought his Charizard and gave it this horrible, gnarly scar on its face. This Charizard looks so terrifying. This Pikachu fucked up this Charizard. <laughs> uh, so he says that he will tell Tim what he wants to know about uh, Henry if he gives him a rematch against the Pikachu. Yeah. And, and Pikachu is all for it. He's like, hell yes. He like is like doing little like shadow boxing moves. He's ready to battle. Yeah. And, and then he kind of like, realizes like, he doesn't listen. know how to Pokemon battle. Yeah, he's like, you know, listen, like, I did it before, I did it again. And, like, Tim is, like, despite himself giving advice. Yeah, because he knows Pokemon stuff. He's like, listen, here's your moves. You have Quick Attack, you have uh, uh, Thunder Wave, Double Team. Volt Tackle is your strongest move. You should use Volt Tackle. And Pikachu's just like, yeah, but that, I'll, I'll knock myself out if I use Volt Tackle. Because that's a move... Where when you use it in the games, you do damage to yourself. Yeah. And he's like, no. And then like, and then like, Pikachu's like, also, when did you become a Pokemon trainer? He's like, Tim's like, don't, don't talk about that. Don't, don't worry <laughs> about it, man. Uh, but Pikachu ignores his advice because he's just going to use Thunderbolt. But then he realizes he can't make a Thunderbolt happen. He's just like, 
And, like, Charizard, like, rushes them early, so he gets, like, stuck in a fence. And so it was like, oh, man, Pikachu's got this. Yeah. And, yeah, Pikachu's like, can't do it. Can't. <laughs> There's a long scene of him, like, standing, like, Ugh, with his tail up. And I have to wonder if there was a point in time where this scene had Pikachu fart and someone was like, no, take that out. Yeah, like, there, there is a distinct lack of that, which I do like. Yeah, just, like, the way it's posed and the long, awkward silence, I can imagine that being the joke that was intended. What the joke that he ends up saying is, I can't do it while everyone's watching. Yeah. Uh, so the Charizard starts to chase him. It's blowing fire. Uh, oh, and also, as part of this, uh, Sebastian gave R, uh, R to the Charizard. Right, they see him, yeah, giving him a hit of R to make him berserk. And Tim's like, okay, you can't win against the Charizard anymore. Yeah. So the Pikachu's freaking out, uh, and he like just curls up into a ball. While the Charizard, like, goes in to attack him. Tim breaks into the arena and starts using his shirt to try to put out the fire on the Charizard's tail. Fucked up thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> the movie doesn't call it out, but that will kill the Charizard. <laughs> I, I'm sure, like, especially with a Charizard, it is so strong that he's just trying to distract it. Yeah, very. He probably like, can't actually do it. Yeah. Yes. Um, But everyone's freaking out that Tim, like, broke into the ring... Uh, the crowd is booing, uh, Sebastian like, you know, is mad. Even, even, like, a Charmander under heavy rain was still, like, it had to be out there for a long while. In That's the, like, true. Anime yeah, yeah, to... yeah, That's a fair point. Um, but, uh, something happened yeah, with Sebastian, Sebastian, like... Sebastian is rightly, like, hey, what the fuck, why the fuck are you fighting my Pokemon? <laughs> right, that's not how it works. And, like, in trying to get in there to do something about it, like he like ends up vi- tripping, yeah, and like breaks all of the bottles of R in his coat, which are like a lot. He had like fifty in there. Yeah, and he's like, and he's like, oh beans, that's not good. <laughs> so now all the Pokemon in the club are going berserk. Uh, the ring is like torn apart. Um, the Charizard's like gone nuts. Pikachu gets the idea. There was like a Magikarp in an aquarium. He's like, this gets we're just broken gonna- because. Of like the sound waves, what's that? Like it's bro- like the oh glass yeah, yeah, yeah broken yeah. because of the sound waves of the. So Pikachu drags the magic carpet and he's like, "Listen, I'm just gonna kick it, and that'll make it evolve into Gyarados." And this is another bit where I'm like, "If you don't know what Pokemon is, this movie doesn't care about you." No, it doesn't. <laughs> and you can see that the magic is being affected by the R. Yeah, but it just can't do anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so the magic ends up evolving. Right as the Charizard is, like, coming down from the R, and it's just this giant uh, Gyarados glaring at it, and it just, like, makes a huge wave of water happen, and everyone just gets washed out of the club. Oh, I forgot an early joke that, again, weird joke for this kid's movie but that yeah. I did enjoy, which is, like, the, the like, they are trying to, at one point there, early on in the movie, they are trying to understand, like, Oh, why can't we understand each other? Like in the market, mm-hmm. and Tim goes, "Oh, it must be because of that snuff I like that stuff I snorted that I can hear you." Right. And you just get like a, like a cut of him and like someone like looking over and like being like, "Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." <laughs> but um, yeah. So they get washed out of the club and then immediately arrested because yeah. they were doing underground illegal fighting. Which you know, yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. So they get dragged into Ken Watanabe's office, who's very disappointed in Tim. He thought Tim was just going to, like, pack up the apartment and leave. Like, what? what's even going on? 
And Tim's like, no, I can, like, I feel it that my dad's alive. I know it. And also, so, I can understand this Pikachu. And Ken is like, okay, trauma and depression, like, you know, yeah. and loss can make us think some really crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But he says, uh, like, listen, Tim, I didn't want to have to show this to you, but I think it might be important for you to see it. He has security camera footage of uh, the crash. Yeah. And, like, it, it's very, like, obviously, like, shot from, like, where a security camera actually would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's just like, listen, look, your dad's car exploded. He wouldn't have survived that. I'm sorry, Tim. And, like, but the Pikachu, like, survived. And, like, he's like, well, it's a it's a Pokemon there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it gets electrocuted and on fire a lot. <laughs> right. So Tim and Pikachu are both like, well, geez, I guess he really did die. And they just go out and have this, like, sad emotional moment while they're sitting on the curb in front of the police department. And, like, uh, Tim is crying real fucking tears. Yes. This is another uh, scene where Justice Smith is carrying this movie. He is putting some fucking work into this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and a car pulls up and, uh... Well, I do like, before that happened, I like the line, you know, Pikachu says some things like, comfort Tim, make him feel better. And then Tim just like, you know... I haven't been very nice to you. And the Pikachu's like, yeah, no, you haven't. You've been a real real asshole. They make you buy, like... It, it isn't a friendship that feels like, oh, it just happened. Like, they no, went no, from, no. like... Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, these people, like, they, even though it's just been, like, a day. <laughs> I am invested in these people's friendship. Yes. But yeah, like you're saying, a car pulls up, and this woman steps out in, like, a um, pantsuit. Oh, go ahead. Well, also, Pikachu goes, that's a, that's, a, that's a bad guy car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a black SUV with tinted windows. She's got, like, um, a pantsuit, pink, like, platform heels, these weird sleeve, like, fingerless, uh, pink latex gloves, pink hair. They're not, like, they're not even fingerless gloves. They're, like, they go up to, like, her thumb and her, like, part of her hands. Yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, do you know this character's name? Uh, it's, like, Miss Norman, is that it? It's Miss Norman. Yeah. Oh my god, I just got why that's her name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> oh, this is a perfect movie. 11 out of 10. <laughs> uh, she doesn't say anything. She just gestures for them to get in the car. Because uh, we had seen her earlier at the uh, round circle. Oh, right. She was texting somebody about how Tim and Pikachu were, like, snooping around. Yeah. 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 Uh, so she gestures for them to get in, and they do... Weird choose, weird choice, but okay. Like, again, I, I again, yeah. It's one of the, like the maybe messier bits of this movie, and it's. I also feel like that happens a lot in noir. It does. I don't think, this, I don't think this movie's a great noir. No, like, but it's I a mean, better like yeah. kids action movie than that. Well, here's the thing. Like I'm saying that now, that did not occur to me while I was watching the movie because it's just kind of you know it, it moves at enough of a clip that like you don't have time to ask questions about that stuff. And, like, yeah. it's fine. And also because the next scene, it's, like, you're immediately greeted with these giant statues of, like, ancient Pokemon. <laughs> of ancient god Pokemon. Because she's taken him to the office of, uh, oh, I've already forgotten his name. Bill Nye. Yeah, Bill Nye. Uh, uh, Howard Clifford. Howard Clifford. Uh, who, and, and he just dismisses Miss Norman. And I was like, oh, weird. I figured she would, alright, I guess she'll come back later or something? Whatever. Yeah. No, it's just like, 
She's got a cool design, Luke, but she's, like, kind of a nothing character. Right, right, but I figured they wouldn't have bothered giving her a cool design if she wasn't, like, important somehow. And I thought her weird gloves were maybe, like, is it a weird reference to, like, how Ash has those, like, pink dish gloves in the anime when he can't control Pikachu? Yeah, who cares? What what doesn't matter? Like, will there be a a scene where she has to, like, hold Pikachu as he's, like, can't control his powers or something? Right, that's what I thought the idea would be. Yeah. But no, Howard Uh Clifford is here to talk to them because it turns out, according to him... Uh, Tim's dad wasn't working for the police. He was working a case on his behalf. Uh, because he thinks that his son... Oh, did you say hold on? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I didn't. Okay. I, 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 I just said, oh, God, about okay. the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. About Miss Norman. About Miss Norman, who won't be in the movie anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, his dad was working a case because Howard thinks that his son resents him. Uh, and that he cares more about Pokemon than him as, like, a parallel narrative to Tim and his dad, you see. Yeah. Because uh-huh, this movie is a perfect literary masterpiece. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so he thinks that uh, his son is producing the R to make the Pokemon go berserk to turn people against Pokemon. Yeah, like, he, he is saying that his, he, he thinks his son resents the Pokemon because he's... Spend more time with Pokemon with him, because, again, perfect movie analogies. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He talks, he's said it before, but he talks about how, you know, one of the things he loves about Pokemon is how they can evolve into better versions of themselves. Like, when they walk in, he's evolving a Flareon that just walks off. He's like, oh, evolution, it's so incredible. We humans need to learn about that from Pokemon. Yeah, like, the the line, and it's like, on this, like, VHS version of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, from, like, a news thing, which I actually did kind of like. Uh, that they, like... It's specifically, like, oh, this is from this specific era of, like, news interviews. Right. Uh, where he's, like, you know, like, the thing I needed to do was evolve into a better me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. his little, like, point at the end of his, like, talks. Right. Uh, if he gave a TED talk, it would be, like, evolving into a better you through 100%. Pokemon. 100%. <laughs> Honestly, Bill Nye might give that TED talk at this point. Oh, man, I love Bill Nighy. <laughs> every word, every time Bill Nighy talks about Pokemon in this movie is my favorite thing in the fucking world. It's amazing. It makes me so happy. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, uh, so Later he- on, he will say the words Mewtwo. Yes. And I, like, went like, ah! <laughs> like, in, <laughs> out loud in the theater. It was very embarrassing, but I yeah. I can't be embarrassed. It was um, it, joy. Right. <laughs> So, Bill Nye explains that, uh, yeah, his, he thinks that Henry is, is it Henry or Harry? Uh, Harry, I think, is the dad, is the, Tim's dad name. Okay. Roger is the... <laughs> okay, yeah. Rod, Roger's not really a character. Not really, no. We, he's, he's not in many scenes. Um, but no, he thinks that Harry, uh, is still and, like, alive. he is in them, like, he's mostly silent. Right. Uh, he thinks that Harry's still alive, and he's going to show them why. Because, as he explains, uh, since he's become uh, wheelchair-bound, he has invested his riches in finding ways to bring the world to him. And the whole room turns into a hologram of the crash. But at, like, he doesn't tell them that in t- b- until bef- like after a... Uh, like, the the hologram car has, like, gone through them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he says that, like, this is a 3D model reconstructed from the police uh, footage 
But because it's a 3D model, it'll let them see more than what the police could see. And at this point, that's when my CinemaSins radar went off. Like, that doesn't make any sense. It can't show you something that's not already there. That's dumb movie. You're being dumb. Little did I know I was the dumb one. See, I I had that exact same thought of like, oh, that's really dumb. And I actually liked that it was like obviously from this. Yeah. And then... Like at the and then like stuff happens. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right, yeah. So he plays like, the footage. Well, go ahead. This movie it is still like a kids mystery movie, but when sure. it outsmarts you, so it's all it makes it all the more like, yeah, oh, god damn it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it seems dumb and it's not smart, but it's smarter than you might think. Yes. <laughs> uh, so they let the footage play uh, a little longer, and they see that. Mewtwo appeared, and Tim has no idea what that is. And as yeah. you said, Bill Nye has to explain that it's Mewtwo, a, a human-made abomination based on the ancient Mew. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's... Oh. <laughs> and Pikachu's like, "What? well, if that's based on Mew, then it's gotta be the most powerful Pokemon in the world. Yeah, which, you know, like, that's all you need to know from Mewtwo. <laughs> and this is a, I feel like that line is around the point that parents in the audience just started, like cutting themselves yeah like that is when all of the reviewers who do not like this movie were like oh fuck this yeah exactly <laughs> but you know what i understand yeah it's when uh-huh. like i was like all right yeah yeah you get into the pokemon i know <laughs> right exactly um so he thinks that they need to f- uh, well no he sees that uh mewtwo is the one who took pikachu's memory he like zapped it out of him with his psychic powers and then he like abducts harry And then the footage stops, and he says that if they can find Mewtwo, they'll be able to find Harry. Yeah. Uh, And then I think they end up going back to uh, Lucy. Yeah. And that's another thing, just kind of... It's, again, not a problem with Mewtwo necessarily. There's just, like, especially at this moment, there's a lot of, like, well, now we need to go to this person, now we need to go to this person, now we need to go to the same person that we went to earlier. Yeah, a little bit. Which, to be fair, that is kind of, like, detective story stuff. Yeah, I just, the reveals sometimes, like, come from so out of nowhere, and so... Yeah. Like, this is one, they are literally, like, get, like, you know, told information. And it's, we later find out it's for a good reason, that they're, like, what is happening here. Right. But, like, at the time, especially the movie, it's it's something I can't kind of shake from my recollection of it right now. Sure. I was like, well, that's kind of an easy... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. But so you know, maybe back... after I've had a, a few days to sit on this, I'd come to see it as the masterpiece that it truly is. Yes, exactly. Um, so they come back to the coffee bar, and Lucy tries to do the cool movie thing where she sits at the booth behind them and talks to them and, like, s- like stealthily hands something off to them. And they're like, this is way more conspicuous than if you just sat down with us and talked. You're yeah. dropping the files. You're making a big mess. <laughs> I really, I, the character bit that Lucy wants to be very much in a spy movie is very good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very funny. But, so they start talking about how they're, on the same night that Harry supposedly died, there was an explosion at a research facility. Owned is, by, uh, yeah. uh, already forgotten his name again, I'm Clifford. So, Clifford. Owned by the uh, young Clifford. Yes. And it is thought that that's where they do, like, there's Pokemon research being done there. Yeah. 
And they figure that can't be a coincidence. They're going to have to go check out the remains of this building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, they're driving there, and, like, we get more jokes about, like, oh, so you can just, uh, like, Pikachu's in the back of the car with Psyduck. Yeah. And Psyduck is, like... In, like, baby seats. Yeah, which is really good. Yeah. And, like, Pikachu's obviously, like, very annoyed at this, and, like, Psyduck's just, like, kicking his feet up, and, like, yeah, this is, this is just it. Right, they've got, like, spa music playing on the radio to keep Psyduck calm. And, yeah, Pikachu's like, so we have to listen to this god-awful music so you don't blow up this car and everyone in it. Sonic's like, sign. <laughs> yeah. And Sonic starts pushing one of his, like, webbed duck feet into Pikachu's face. But he's like, I'm not going to give you a foot rub. What's wrong with you? And, and he's like, no, like, not even if you, like, like, no, I don't think that will make you, like, blow us up. And then he's like... Alright. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Psyduck is obviously, like, playing into, like, oh, if I could, you know. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, a good way to take this, the Psyduck. I like the Psyduck, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Tim and Lucy are talking in the front, and they're talking about a scientist who was, uh, like, kind of fired from a renowned university because, uh,. She was messing around with, uh, like, Pokemon's brains. Yeah. And she was, like, then, she, like, after that, she was hired as the head scientist here. Right. Um, so they get to the lab, and, like, Lucy and Psyduck get out, and Tim and Pikachu are talking, and Pikachu's trying to give him weird relationship advice. And, like, he's like, you know, listen, dames want a guy who's all about adventure. And he's like, don't call women dames. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say, buddy. Also, no, she wants to see a calm, responsible, cautious person. And then he just cuts to her, like, using wire cutters to break through the fence around the area. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I'm breaking in. He's like, don't do that. And she's like, why not? <laughs> why did we come here otherwise? Like, so, again, it is... I, I like <laughs> her character. She doesn't end up getting to do that much. Yeah. Again, yeah, I like what they put of her in this movie. I just feel like they could have put a little more. Yeah. Um. So they get into the lab, and they're looking around, and they find... I think the first thing they find is just a bunch of Greninjas in these pods, and their eyes are bugged out. They do not look okay. Yeah, and, like, they're, they've been doing, like, power enhancement. Yeah. And they are, they do a very good job of, uh, like, making all of these Pokemon look scary at this moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've had the cute Pokemon, and now it is time for, like, the weird fucked up Pokemon. Yeah. Well, again, like, these look fucked up even by Greninja standards. Like, they, they look yeah. sick. Yes. Uh, and uh, there, on the other side, there's, like, an open area with a bunch of Torteras, which are these, you know, big turtles with, like, trees on their backs, and it's supposed they, to be... They basically, like, look like small bonsai gardens. Yeah, yeah. Around. They're supposed to be, like, you know, like a mythological turtle with the world on its back. Yeah. Uh, or... Yeah. But, yeah, like, they look and see that this is supposed to be growth experiments, and they're like, well, that's weird. They look normal size to me. Like, they're big, but, I mean, yeah, that's normal. Like, no, no bigger than... One can normally get. Right, exactly. So, I think they split up at this point, right? She's like, I'm going to start, like, taking photos of everything here. You see if you can find anything else. Yeah. 
Uh, so Tim and Pikachu go deeper into the lab. They find the room where Mewtwo is being held. And they find more, like, the same hologram technology that Clifford or has in his office. Where she was being, or where Mewtwo was being held. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they find that, like, they have recorded lots and lots of, uh, like, every day has, like, a log entry from that scientist they were talking about. The yeah, one who died in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> which you see, like, more explicitly here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as part of that... Uh, something I actually really like is because, again, like, the hologram stuff could be really easy to just, like, make it solve everything. And it still kind of does that for this. A little bit, but, like, it makes more sense than the car crash because, like, of course they would be recording. It's their technology. They'd be recording it the right way. And also, like, the video is corrupted. I Yeah, I really like, so, like, bits of people are missing at points. Yeah, it's it's a cool look. Um, but they're just kind of rewinding around through it, and they eventually figure out that R is somehow extracted from Mewtwo. Yeah, which apparently is something from the game. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think that is from, from Detective Pikachu. Um, and that is why Mewtwo is being held prisoner here. So during this part, you also get a bit where you see... Roger Clifford, the son, uh, like, in a Jeep, like, clearly, like, being made privy to what's going on. And I felt like, okay, obviously Howard's the real bad guy. Don't be silly. Like, that's how these move. that's how this type of plot goes. But it's like, well, no, here's Roger being a bad guy, so I guess, actually, he is the bad guy. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, like that was like, I was like, you're not gonna hide Bill Nighy just for him to be, like, the nice old man. <laughs> right, right. And yet, hmm, kind of seems like that's what they're doing. I guess it's a kid's movie. Okay. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, alright. Because, yeah, he's gotten, like, notice that they've uh, broken into the lab, so he activates the Greninjas, and you see, like, their pupils dilate in the cells. And that is also something that I was like, wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Like, why would there be no guards? And then I'm like, oh, the Pokemon are the guards. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, they, they have been lured into this trap. This, Like, it's thought through to a degree that doesn't seem like it should be. Yeah, it, like, it's at the point where it's like, I feel like I could poke holes into a lot of things, but then, like, when I try to poke holes, I find that they have already been filled. <laughs> right. <laughs> With delicious, delicious cream. Mm. This movie is a Twinkie. All right, okay, you saved it at the end there. Um, but yeah, we get a just a straight up shot of the case of Mewtwo's case exploding and seeing her in slow motion be like, uh, you don't see it explicitly, but pierced by glass so that she dies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they. Go, end up going back to day one of the like of this place. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out that they don't have Mewtwo. That's when they revealed that they didn't make Mewtwo. They captured him. Yes. And they captured him by having uh, Harry Goodman track down Mewtwo. Uh-huh. And so that his dad was the one who, like, imprisoned Mewtwo, basically. And yeah. Oh no! It was. It wasn't like Mewtwo wasn't like killing him, like sent to kill him because he found something out. It was revenge because 
my dad did something real bad. Right, which completely lines up with what we saw at the start of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they try to find Lucy, but she's gone, and so are all the Greninjas. And they're like, uh... And for, like, a while, like, uh, Tim's like, no, that's not true. Like, my dad can't... wouldn't have done that. And Pikachu's like, listen, kid, you haven't seen your dad in, like, 12 years. I don't know... I, like, I don't have amnesia. We don't know what he would do. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that's an interesting way to go about this. Where <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're like, they're acknowledging that possibility. Which I guess that is what happened, right? Yeah. 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 Well, it's com- more complicated than that. Well, sure, sure, sure. But I mean, that that moment, he did get hired to imprison yeah, he you did, two he did and did do that. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so... Yeah, they get into a big action scene with the Greninjas. I think they get Lucy away from them, and, like, they're all running There's away from... a really good part where it's, like, very alien-inspired, obviously. Mm-hmm. Where, oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, mucus, like, falling onto the ground, and he looks up, and she is in his the Greninja's tongue. Yes. Which is, like, this real weird, creepy image. <laughs> right. Because I feel like they, the, most of the Pokemon games try to downplay that Greninja just has its tongue, like, wrapped around its head all the time. Yeah, but this one really, like, makes it obvious, like, yeah. oh, huh. Yeah. Uh, but they escape, and they end up going through the, uh, the turtle, the, what the turtles car called? Uh, Torterra. I was kind of wanting to say Tortuga. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they go through the Torterra, like, thing, and they, like, run out into the outside. Yeah. And, uh, like, Psyduck is, like, freaking the fuck out. And they're like, don't explode, don't explode, don't explode, don't explode. And Pikachu's like, wait, no, now is the perfect time for you to explode. Right. So he just keeps insulting the Psyduck. Uh, mainly about, like, my hands will never forget what you did to them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it sends out a psychic shockwave that goes for miles. Yes. Like... Knocks down trees, or, like, yeah. blows them back, at least. Yeah, uh, completely knocks out all the Greninjas. Uh, and so they are just kind of, like, laying on the ground, and the ground starts moving? Yeah, they're like, well, that's all taken care of now, and then suddenly, yeah, they see the, like, horizon start to bend in towards them. And Pikachu's like, okay, don't worry, we are just, like, experiencing hallucinations, because Psyduck... At least a large thing of, like, psychic energy. Right, but then a tree almost hits them. It's like, oh, nope, that's not what it is. We need to run. Yeah. So this is where the movie loses me a little bit. Because there's a yes. very long action scene of them trying to escape the uh, terrain, like, twisting around around them. It's cool looking. It's a neat idea. It goes on for very long and nothing happens in it other than them running away and falling over. And, like, you, like, they get out of danger and then get put back into danger, like, so many times. Yeah, it is, like, three times longer than it needs to be. Especially because, I don't know about you, I knew what the punchline of the scene was going to be before the scene started. Yes. Um, and, like, I'm still not exactly sure, like, how, like, the... Because at one point it's, like, ground meeting ground, and I'm still not exactly sure how that happened. Yeah, I think the idea is they've, like, burrowed into the ground a little bit. All right. What's happened is that this is the growth experiment for the Torteras. They are gigantic. and They, they are mountain size. Yeah, yeah. And this whole mountain range is just a bunch of sleeping Torteras. Yeah. 
Uh, and then uh, Pikachu uh, dives in front of Boulder to uh, stop the assassination of King Mickey. <laughs> right. No, like uh, a rock falls off a cliff and just hits Pikachu in the chest. And this is also also in that scene, which I agree is like the weakest part of the film. Mm-hmm. Also includes like one of the jokes that I, I just think like you didn't need to go for that one. Oh, uh, what's the which joke? It, uh, like everything's like falling apart, and he's Pikachu goes like, "Huh? How can you not believe climate change now?" No, oh, yeah, it's a little little on the nose. And it's like you know, it's not like that. I disagree with the joke. No, it's just a little like yeah, you can reel it reel it in a little, Ryan. Yeah, like. This is the big... It's, it's it's a problem I have with a lot of the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is a, kind of like the big serious action scene. And then like, oh, but he has a little snarky joke. Right. Well, and like, we have talked so much, we've lumped so much praise onto like the visual design of this movie. And how like every scene is so dense with like little stuff to see in the background. These scenes are just a forest. Yes. There's, like, nothing cool to look at once you've gotten over the initial vi- sight of, like, the ground twisting around. Mm-hmm. And, like, like that, the, yeah. the sight of all the Tateras, like, fully, like, extended is pretty cool when that's, like, a wide shot. Sure, but that's at the very end. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, this entire scene, and it, it's also, like, the least colorful part of... Yeah. The movie, like, even when the movie is dark, there's just all this color going on. Like, even if this scene had had, like... A whole bunch of Pokemon freaking out and like running away in the background and like around them and stuff. That would at least give make these scenes more visually interesting, you know? Yes. Like if this is when you show Pokemon in the wild. Yeah, yeah. It just it's it, it's not like a horrible like it certainly doesn't ruin the movie, but it's a point where I'm a little checked out. Yeah, it's like if I watch this on DVD, it's like I'll look at something else. <laughs> yeah, they're like. I'm watching this on DVD. I'll just fast forward through this part. Yeah. Uh, I have seen people complain that, like, yeah, the Terteras all stand up and kind of look around and then immediately just, like, go back into their little dirt holes. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that because I like the idea that, like, yeah, the Psyduck explosion was a big enough deal to, like, make them wake up and look around, but nothing else going on is big enough to make them give a shit. Yes. That's fine. Like, just the idea that them rousing slightly in their sleep is enough to cause this, like, cataclysmic event is neat in itself. Yeah, and, like, when we see the them, like, the smaller ones, they, like, kind of do a similar thing where they, like, they tap on the glass and, like, they, like, look up, kind of, like, yeah. shake the dirt off and then, like, go back to sleep. Right, right. I, I like that aspect of it just fine. Yeah, I, I felt like they had also, like, given enough of, like, a, this is how this works. To, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Pikachu is seriously wounded. Uh, they all end up on, like, the side of a riverbank. They're all pretty banged up. But Pikachu is, like, almost dead. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, Tim is trying to, like, talk Pikachu into, like, holding on. A Bulbasaur appears. And he starts begging the Bulbasaur to take him to a healer Pokemon. <laughs> and Lucy's just good. like, Tim... Tim, it can't understand English? It doesn't know he's words. Like, he's like, no, but I can understand my feelings. Right, because there's a conversation earlier where Pikachu's like, listen, yeah, I mean, every Pokemon can kind of understand people. They can understand the emotions behind the words, even if they can't understand the words. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, now Tim's enacting that, and the Bulbasaur just walks away, and Tim's like, oh, man. But then a whole bunch of Bulbasaurs show up. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, this is probably the most explicit the movie gets about, like, we don't really care about Lucy that much. Yeah, a little bit, because they just go, like, hey, wait in the car, we'll be back. <laughs> well, she goes, I'll wait in the car. Right, yeah. Uh, it's kind of implied just by her body language, so I don't know if this was, like, actual thing or, like, just the actress doing this. Uh-huh. She kind of implies that, like, she thinks that bubble stars look weird. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, she's just, like... Mm. Like, having her, like, pulling herself in and, like, kind of, like, trying to, like, walk away from them. Right. And I, I do like the idea, like, that the reason why this he isn't at this next important part is just because... Yeah. yeah. She's like, no, the, the, like, you know, Bulbasaur, which are, like, some of the cutest Pokemon. Like, no, those are weird. My Psyduck, right. he's adorable. My weird, gross duck with bloodshot eyes. That's what I like. I like that, but, like, again, it it does... Yeah. Uh, ...come at, like, her not being at this next important part for yeah, really no I mean, good reason. Really, you could you could make this movie way better, just less Torterra, more Lucy. Yes. Yeah. But, so, the Bulbasaurs all lead Tim cradling Pikachu through this, like, little ravine. Um, I had to look up the name of these mushroom Pokemon. They're called Moralul. Because yeah, this movie uh, made a deep cut that was deep enough that I didn't know it. <laughs> I feel like th- these are mostly for the, uh, like, just the visual element. Yeah, because they're these little tiny floating, like, uh, glowing mushrooms. Yeah, um, my friend did inform me that they thought it was funny uh, that the Bulbasaur, uh, like, they drag it to the place where they're going. But they do go by all of these Pokemon who can do healing stuff. Oh, do they know healing moves? Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, which, I mean, it still kind of works just because they are not br- they are bringing it to a different healing Pokemon. Right, who sure. specifically wants them. Right, because Mewtwo is probably, like, if he is not, if he's not actively influencing these Pokemon, he's talked to them. Yes. And listen, if Mewtwo told me to do something, like, hey, keep an eye out for this kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, Mewtwo. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and so they bring the Pikachu, like, basically to this, like, altar, and Mewtwo appears. Right. And, and he... they freak out because they're like, well, shit, we're going to die. Yeah. And Mewtwo heals Pikachu. And is like, thank you yeah. for bringing me the sun. As we agreed, you've brought the sun. And, and then it's like, oh, shit, Pikachu's also a dick. Right, and Pikachu gets a little snippet of his memory back where uh, he is the one who, like, used his electric powers to short out Mewtwo's containment cell. Uh, and, and it yeah. seems like he tur- he betrayed Harry, and because, that's how he like, got killed. Yeah, and Mewtwo, like, is sharing this vision with them. Yeah. Uh, where he, like, it's like Mewtwo over the car, uh, like... Also stealing Pikachu's memories. Right, and he is saying to them, like... He's talking to the Pikachu and goes, like, Humanity is evil. And then he gets cut off because back in, like, the present day, he's being attacked by these, like, drones. Yeah. Um, he's basically saying some of the shit that he said in the first Pokemon movie. Right, especially if you've seen Pokemon the first movie, you know what he's about. He's like, oh, of course, yeah, P- Mewtwo hates people, and he was trying to murder a one of those. Yeah. And he's also wanting to murder his son because Mewtwo's a dick. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. And uh, 
Roger has shown up and he is like it basically like implied that like hey you know this is uh how you know like he's basically just used them to get to Mewtwo yeah and like villain Roger I don't know it's a little boring like he was very like angry and loud when he was with his dad at the beginning and now he just like I don't think he has any lines in like any of the next couple scenes and like he's got these big He's got these big, like, sunglasses on, so the actor can't even really emote that much. They're doing a lot of, like, work with the, like, the costume, basically. Yeah, but, but like, I mean, the costume is, is just, like, bad guy business suit. Yeah, which, you know, maybe this person just wasn't as into this as... Yeah, like, yeah. Bill Nighy or... It's just a real uh, shame that the villain of the movie is so flat. You know, I love yeah. this movie, but that's a, that's a problem with it. That is. Ugh. <laughs> uh, so he captures Mewtwo, which allows Tim and Pikachu to escape. They've they've not been murdered by the Mewtwo. But like Pikachu is fixed, basically. Like he is better now. Uh, oh right, yeah, he did get healed, yes. Uh, but he's devastated at learning that he betrayed Harry and now wants to go and, off like, on his own. And it was about to betray like unknowingly betray Tim. Right, so he's like, no, Tim, you need to stay away from me. I'm dangerous. I hurt people. He's like, yeah, he's like, I, the only thing I do is hurt people. And yeah. Tim, like, grabs him to, like, you know, like, you know, like, do the shoulder. Like, no, you're good. And Pikachu shocks him. Right. He goes, see, and, all I can do is hurt people. Yeah. Because and, what he said to the Mr. Mime, Ashley, he pushes people away and hates himself for it. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Lucy is, like, shows up again and he's like, hey, where's that Pikachu going? And I'm just like, yeah. It's, we, we can't deal with that right now. We Mewtwo has been captured. There's a problem. Yes. We need to go. Yeah. Um, uh, I, and... I think at this point, like, Lucy is the one who figures out, like, they're trying to spread R throughout the city, and they're trying to figure out how they can disperse it, and they realize it's going to be the Pokemon parade. The Pokefloats. The Pokefloats. <laughs> I, I cannot believe they put Pokefloats in this. <laughs> Yep, that and also, like, hey, okay, Pokemon, biggest media franchise in the world, uh, bigger than, like, any Disney property. Yes. Um, obviously, there was the cartoon and the video games, but what uh, does the average person know about Pokemon? They know that there's a Pikachu blimp in the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. And they make that an explicit part of this movie. <laughs> this is an, ad- an adaptation of the Pokemon Macy's Balloon. um and so what ends up happening like and so yeah they are traveling back and right so tim is gonna go talk to um i'm this isn't a bit i'm this bad at names no i know you are i know he's gonna talk to howard howard he's gonna talk to bill nye you can just call him bill nye if you want i'll just call him bill nye howard howard bill nye (laughs) (laughs) um Howard like, Clifford, under- that's it. I yeah, got I can it. understand you not recognizing Roger because that again, nothing character. Nothing character, nothing character. And Bill um, Nye is just such a star presence, all <laughs> I can think of is his name. Yeah. Um and she's like gonna like I'm gonna get the word out. Right, she's and, gonna find some way to warn everybody that it's not gonna be safe uh once the parade starts. And she like tries to get a like t- nicely talk to this news reporter and she's like okay get me a coffee and she's like okay fuck off <laughs> yeah yeah uh she somehow like the reporter gives her her jacket uh which yeah. happens to have her press pass on it hmm. uh so she just puts that on and it's like all right well eat shit yeah 
Um, uh, Tim, we get a, go ahead. Well, first, we get a cut to uh, P- Pikachu, and he like, is singing the Pokemon theme. Just crying and singing the Pokemon theme. That joke didn't work for me. Really? See, I see why it wouldn't. It did work for me. I was just like... It, it got me thinking way too hard. Like, okay, like, what's this song in the like the, this world? Oh, sure. And, like, why is Pikachu singing it? Right, right. Like, it, it is... I, like, I think that it's a good idea to have the theme song be a... Like, have someone sing it at some point. Between the two jokes about the theme song, the one where it is just used as, like, the cable news song is the better joke. That I will definitely give you. Uh, like, I almost pictured, like, it'd be funny if you, like, in, like, the, uh, like, huge, uh, like, city scenes, mm-hmm. have someone singing with, like, a Pokemon that theme song at a karaoke bar. Yeah, that would be the better way to do it. Yeah, it, this isn't the best joke in the movie by any means. It made me chuckle. Yeah, like like I said, it's not like something they're like, oh, and that's where the movie fell apart for me. No, sure, sure, sure. I, I get what you're saying, though. And, like, jokes similar to this in other movies haven't worked for me. Part of it is I just really like Pokemon. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. It's just, like, and also it comes in between, like, oh, this is, like, Pikachu abandoned, like, you know, running away from Tim. Yeah. And us, like, learning all the shit we're about to learn. Right, yeah. Uh, because, but- yeah, Pikachu by happenstance, because this is the way they were going, ends up at the bridge where Harry died. Yeah. And he finds a Greninja water shuriken, which I guess is, like, not dissolved, just stuck into the road. And he... It's been, like, three days, It's been, like, three days. This, to me, like, finding the shuriken, to me, is the most legit cinema sinsy I get about this movie, because it's like, well, hold on. A, why would that still be there? B, why wouldn't the police have seen it? Yeah. But, like, uh, whatever. Who cares? And also, you can just... The police thing you can get away with, like, they own the police. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, there's there's ways to write that off. That it was a little bit of, like, eh, but doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is he flashes back to the hologram they saw of the crash, and it occurs to him that Howard could have just edited that footage and made it look like whatever he wanted it to look like. Because he explicitly said, like, oh, this is, like... You know, this way we can watch things that the police don't want us to see. Right. And that, like, don't want us to see plays again. And he's and Pikachu's like, ah, oh, mm, oh, beans. Yeah, yeah. It's he Howard, he's the, the bad guy. Yeah, the Greninjas were the ones that actually killed Harry, not Mewtwo. And I, I don't think we've gotten, like, the final bit of that puzzle yet. No, I don't think so. I think that's the very, very end where we get, like, what Mewtwo was doing. Yeah. Because, yeah, it cuts to... I think at this point it cuts to Tim uh, getting into Howard's office now that we know Howard's bad. And, yeah, like, I know that happened... The Pikachu thing happened before then because, like, that is, like... It's all dramatic irony of, like... Right, yeah, yeah. Um, Because Tim is trying to warn Howard that Roger has Mewtwo. (laughs) And I just love the mix of the normal-ass names with Mewtwo. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then... Uh, we'd earlier seen, we didn't mention it, uh, that they were developing, like, a headpiece, kind of, Right, yeah, when they were looking at, like, the hologram diaries, they were researching Pokemon mind control techniques. Uh, they have, like, yeah, a mind control helmet that lets you control Pokemon. Um, and and they explained that, like, when the R puts the Pokemon into a frenzied state that suppresses their own free will... 
which is necessary for the the mind control helmet to work. Yes. And so uh, Bill Nighy, like, puts on the helmet, and Mewtwo, like, comes up from the middle of the floor, and Bill yeah. Nighy's like, don't worry, Tim, it's all gonna be okay. And then slumps over. <laughs> Just collapses, apparently dead, in his seat. And Mewtwo, who is also wearing one of the helmets, wakes up and is just talking as Howard, because Howard has possessed Mewtwo. It's hearing Bill Nighy talk as Mewtwo was is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, and I loved it. It's incredible. Like, they have, like, a, a decently long moment of Mewtwo looking at his old human body and, like, contemplating the strange sensation of looking at his own body. So Howard explains that, you know, it's all his philosophy, right? He wants people to evolve into better versions of themselves, and they can do that with Pokemon. And what better way? You know, like, his his two things are bring Pokemon and people together, uh-huh. and humans must evolve, and well... <laughs> he just goes full comic book supervillain, because his plan... The parade balloons are full of R. They're going to drench the city in this drug... Because then Mewtwo has the power, apparently, to merge the souls of people and Pokemon to create, like, two, like, create a new being that's a Pokemon with the souls of both organisms in it. Yeah, and so, like, this is, he's like, that is the ultimate form, is (laughs) the, like, it is the fusion of Pokemon and human. It is such a batshit crazy way for this movie to go. This movie asks you to, uh, like, take a lot on. It does not meet you halfway from the first scene. And then at at this point, even if you're already, like, you know Pokemon, you understand it goes, yeah, well, fuck you too. (laughs) Now you get to know what everyone else felt like when they saw the (laughs) Cubone before. The idea that this is where a movie uh, has like would go, yeah, that is called Detective Pikachu. <laughs> this would be the first live-action Pokemon movie. Is a lot to take in, like to just and it's uh, it's just one of most... those things where I understand why people reject this. I do too, but, but I love it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Because it just... It's... Ugh, wow. So, the balloons are inflated. Lucy is trying to do what she can to warn people, but, like, you know, it's it's not working so hot so far. They start spewing out the R, and you see Roger just kind of... Go ahead. Like, she is trying to, like, talk to the mayor, but then... Right. She sees, like, Roger, and she's like, oh, fuck, no, gotta get away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the evil guy. Right. The balloons start spewing gas, and Roger just smiles and walks away. Uh, Mewtwo, like, goes to, like, fly away to start his evil plan. Howard as Mewtwo. Yes. Uh, and to stop Tim from interfering with him, <laughs> Howard walks in. Or does Howard walk well, in first, or does Tim open the closet first? Tim opens the closet for... Tim for, opens the closet like, first. Yeah, go ahead. No, like, uh, he, like, gets locked in there and, like, thrown... Like, to the side, basically. Yeah, yeah. The normal villain thing of, you can no longer stop me, so I will just leave you alone. (laughs) Right. So Tim opens up a closet in the office, and Howard comes out, 
like gagged and bound. Uh, but, but Luke, he's the villain of the piece, or but, one of the villains of the but piece. But he's like, his sunglasses aren't on. What? When did he get in there? We just saw him down on the street. Yeah. The elevator to the office opens, <laughs> and the Howard we've been seeing for most of the movie comes out, morphs into Miss Norman, <laughs> and takes her sunglasses off to reveal two beady little ditto eyes. <laughs> it's the best! <laughs> God, I love this movie. <laughs> this shot of this woman taking her sunglasses off and showing this body horror image of like a face with no eye sockets and two just like candy dot eyes is maybe the single best image ever produced in cinema and timothy me like oh fuck that <laughs> and then yeah the ditto just turns into a ditto yeah and i will say two of my favorite pokemon are ditto and mr mime and i'm so happy that they have such big roles in this movie yeah it's oh, it's such a good reveal. It's they amazing. Use, they do it so well. It's it it, it is transcendental. The I, rest I, of this movie, I have complaints. I have nitpicks. It's not perfect. This moment is a perfect moment. Yes, and now you can explain her name because Ditto's normal type. Yeah, <laughs> so she's Norman. Normal. <laughs> God. <laughs> I love this movie. I want to give this movie a hug. It's extremely good. Mewtwo is outside giving an evil villain speech about how no one needs to be afraid because he is simply jumpstarting the next step of human and Pokemon evolution. And infuses everyone. Ken Watanabe gets fused. Like, it's like their body disappears and like their essence goes into the closest Pokemon to them. Yeah. It's like Ken Watanabe goes into his snubble. Lucy goes into her Psyduck. Yeah, and, like, you see a thing where she's, like, yelling into, like, a news camera. Yeah, yeah. And Before then, like, she gets Psyduck. She gets... You see her get... Yeah, Psyduck. And then you see, like, the Psyduck, like, walk over. Right. And, like, look Which, into the camera. It did occur to me, I guess it wouldn't make sense, because Pikachu can only talk because weird Mewtwo stuff. But, like, kind of would have liked to hear Lucy's voice come out of that Psyduck. Yeah, and, like, it's obviously, like, everyone can understand each other once they become Pokemon. Right. Even if they're just talking, like, you know, Psyduck, Psyduck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been nice to hear even, like, the Lucy actor go, Psyduck, Psyduck. Yeah, that would have been good. Tim is fighting the Ditto. No, I I want Ken Watanabe to say... Snubble. Yes. Snubble. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tim is fighting the Ditto in the office. It is like just r- rapidly morphing through different Pokemon. It's like every Pokemon model you've seen in the movie. And again, it just but, feels like they're very proud of all these designs and want to give them all like a last hurrah. Yeah, but also they have Ditto uh, eyes. <laughs> but also, they all have Ditto eyes. It's really great. I love that that episode of the cartoon like was so put such an impression in everyone's head. When the whole plot of that episode is the Ditto is not supposed to have Ditto eyes when it morphs, that's a problem. Yeah, they explain it away with this, where it's like, oh, it's a... Yeah, it's like a mutated Ditto from the lab. Yeah. But, like, they sell, like, plushies of Pokemon with Ditto faces, and like everyone just wants to just... Pre- and I'm, I'm on board with this. I just think it's funny that, like, that wasn't the intention of that episode, but it's now become 
No, no, Ditto just keeps its face when it transforms, because it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Pikachu gets into the city uh, in time to see everything going to hell. And he realizes he's got to, you know, fight to try and, like, save Tim and save everybody. We get, like, a cool big action set piece. Mewtwo is, like, chasing Pikachu around, bursting through the balloons. There is a moment where Pikachu jumps on the Pikachu balloon and then uses, like, his electricity to blow it up. Yeah. And then so you just see the giant Pikachu balloon with, like, focusing on Pikachu's face, blow up. (laughs) Yes, and Mewtwo, like, erupt out of the burning wreckage of it. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like, everything that happens here. Like, so Tim finally, like, gets enough space between him and the Ditto to, like, rip a tube off of the Mewtwo cell and, like, just completely drown it in the drug so that I guess it overdoses and passes out. Oh, uh, there was going to be a... There's also a bit where, like, Tim gets, like, pushed out of the window by it. Yeah. And it turns into a little Cubone and starts hammering on his... <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Tim's a uh, Cubone. And then, uh... Roger hits it away. Roger, I guess, is just an okay guy who just gets angry at his dad. Uh, I don't think Roger's an okay guy, but, you know, not a murderer. <laughs> not a murderer. Uh, doesn't want to do the human instrumentality projects. Right. <laughs> the Pokemon that's... instrumentality projects. <laughs> because that's basically what this is. <laughs> Welcome to, well, let me tell you about Evangelion. <laughs> yeah, that's why this is in this feed. <laughs> yep. Because the plan all along was human instrumentality. Well, like, he, like, knocks the Cubone away and is like, oh, yeah, like, I did it. <laughs> and yeah. then the, like, bull Pokemon we saw at the beginning, not the more famous one, not the bison one. <laughs> oh, Buffalon. Buffalon. Uh, like, it transforms from, like, a Pidgeotto to, like, a Buffalon in midair as it's going through the window. It just fucking demolishes him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, it starts freaking out and it, like, it's transforming and, like, having bits of, like, each four of each Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And so eventually just, yeah, passes out. Yeah. Pikachu's, like, riding a Pidgeotto around outside to run from Mewtwo, but it gets a whiff of the gas and goes nuts, so it's got to abandon that. Yeah, and, like, you, Pikachu goes, like, okay, like, don't breathe in the gas, and you hear the Pidgeotto go, <gasps> <laughs> uh, which is very funny. So finally, Pikachu remembers the battle advice he got from Tim early on, that he needs to use Volt Tackle, his strongest move. Yeah. And he, he does it. He manages to do the Volt Tackle. And he, like, that pushes Mewtwo into, uh, like, the building and, like, knocks him out for, no- like, a bit. And yeah. Enough, and enough for Tim to deal with the Ditto. Right. And then, and then the Mewtwo, like, reemerges and just goes, You fool. A Pikachu cannot defeat a Mewtwo. Great. And uh, yeah, all the parents Beautiful. and, like, middle-aged <laughs> movie critics in the audience are uh, getting out their own cans of gasoline to burn the movie theater down when that line gets said. <laughs> and it's also, it's Bill Nighy saying all of this. We need to make sure you know that. Yeah. I think it's just like, I didn't need to defeat you. I just needed to distract you. And he looks over back to the office and sees that Tim is taking the mind control helmet off. And you get, there's a pretty good bit of like, Tim, uh, Tim going like, uh, not Tim, uh, Bill Nighy uh, going like, no, as Mewtwo, and then, like, mid-shot, he takes off the helmet, and yeah. Bill Nighy, like, wakes up going, oh! Right. Now, okay, this is slightly cinema sinsy, but also maybe they could have just made the movie cleaner if they figured this out. Why not just, 
well, I don't know how you beat Mewtwo if they did this, but like, if I'm Bill Nye, seems like the first move I would do is fuse my body soul, like, with the Mewtwo, so that option wouldn't be available. Maybe it's, I don't know. <laughs> but the answer is they needed a way to beat the bad guy at the end. Yeah, and not, and like, also then have uh, Bill Nighy, like, as a person, and also, like, Mewtwo as a creature. <laughs> right. Okay, I guess if I am, like, trying to explain it, you could argue, like, well, they say Mewtwo can only do the soul fusion when the Pokemon is, like, their mind Literally. is, like, yeah. ruined, and Mewtwo can't ruin its own mind, so that's not an option. Okay, yeah, you know, sure, why not? Yeah. Anyway, the day is saved. Yeah. Bill Nighy is defeated. And there's, like, a little line of with uh, Roger where he's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, at the end of the day, I, I blame myself for not being there for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he gets a, like, remember, his first thing, the reason he was mad at his dad was because of how self-aggrandizing he was. Yeah. And then he turns to Lucy and says, like, hey, you've been on this story from the beginning. Get up there, do a report, tell them everything you know, and make sure you let them know how great I am for fixing everything. Yeah. Uh... Mewtwo appears before Tim and Pikachu, and uh, we finally get the full story, which is that, you know, I, I, I guess some of it does go a little unsaid, but clearly Harry didn't maybe know what they were going to be doing to Mewtwo. Or Feels, felt regret over it. Felt regret over it, something. And uh, conspires with Mewtwo to set him free. So that's yeah. why Pikachu freed him. Uh, and when Mewtwo was like, oh, he's outside, what it was, was he knew that they were on to Harry and were pursuing him and Mewtwo was trying to catch up and save him. Yeah, so Pikachu was freeing him because, like, to, like as part of a plan that Harry was also involved in. Yeah. Yeah. So we see the vision that got interrupted before, where Mewtwo's talking to the Pikachu and goes, you know, humanity is evil. But you've shown me that not all people are bad. And uh, they have rebuilt the movie theater at this point to burn it down a second time. Yes. <laughs> because that line is... Uh, it's a little clunky. It's a little little kid's movie. It's a little kid's movie, but also it reminds me of the like the Mewtwo bit from the first movie. For sure. I, I'm cool with the sentiment behind it. The specific phrasing of not all people are bad is just very... <laughs> they could have punched that line up a little bit, maybe. Yeah, they definitely wrote it with the thought ahead of, like, we need this to get cut off at some point. Sure, So that sure. it seems like a bad thing. Yeah. But even, like, you know, humanity is evil, but perhaps there's hope for them still. Something, you know, that's, I'm not saying that's great writing. It's better writing than not all people are bad. Yeah. Uh, so we learn that Harry was too wounded by the crash from you two to save. But what he could do is, is fuse Harry's soul with Pikachu, like we've been seeing what's happening with all the other people in Pokemon. Yes. Well, it wasn't that he was too wounded, it's that he was too wounded, like, in, in that moment. Like, with everything going on, like, he, he could, if Mewtwo, like, worked on it, he could save the body eventually. Right, he said what, what he needed Pikachu to do was bring him Harry's son, because he can, like, use his DNA to reconstruct Harry's body or something? Again, not really clearly said. <laughs> At this point, the movie's just kind of wrapping it all up. <laughs> right. 
So Mewtwo just like waves his hand and it fades to white and we cut to our final scene where Tim is like sitting on a bench uh, and like with some tickets back home and you hear Ryan Reynolds go like, hey kid, and you see Detective Pikachu walking up, but then you see Ryan Reynolds himself walk into frame also. It just really doesn't make it seem like, oh, that's just Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Yeah. He's got, like, a sweater vest and glasses on to kind of dad him up. Yeah. And uh, they have, like, you know, a a tearful hug. You know, they're, they're you know, saying goodbye, but on good terms this time. And Tim is yeah. heading off to the train, and he stops, and he says... And, and there's, like, an earlier line from Tim where he's, like, every day, like, I think I like I should have gotten on that train. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this thing, and, it's, it's the opposite. Right. This time he should have not gotten on the train. Uh, but he stops and says, like, hey, Dad, what if I stayed here for a little bit? And and Ryan Reynolds is like, oh, you mean it? Yeah, well, no, I think he says, like, I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. Which is something Pikachu says earlier. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they're like, oh, I guess I gotta quit my job. And he's like, oh, what do you think about doing here? It's like, what about a detective? Yeah. And then and, Pikachu, and, like, in the classic Pikachu voice, goes, Pika, Pika! And yep. Ryan Reynolds goes, like, oh, I, I, I think he likes that. <laughs> And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> um, I really like the end credits scene. <laughs> the end credits is very good. There's like 8-bit Game Boy graphics and a bunch. It's, uh, it's good. Specifically all of the drawings from the like main guy who does Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of all of the characters from the movie. Yep. I thought that was extremely cool. It's all really great. I... Listen. This movie is not perfect on a no. like like plotting narrative level i'm not even sure if it's good i do think i, I love good, this movie. not great I do, I do yeah i i do love this movie though i i i love this movie a lot this was a great time yeah i it was a lot of fun <laughs> no i mean like obviously this is faint praise this is ignoring how like ironic enjoyment out of things this is the best video game movie ever made, right? Yeah, listen, I know your love of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> listen, I don't love the Assassin's Creed movie. I think it's better than I expected it to be. And this movie is definitely better than expected it to be. Yeah, like, listen, this, this Assassin's Creed movie is still like a 6 out of 10. It's just I expected a 4 out of 10. Yeah. No, this, this is... I this is a movie like I know I can't recommend to everyone. No, God no. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed it very much and I will watch it again in the future. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it was it was really good. It w- it was a good movie. We talked a lot about fo- Detective Pikachu. We talked for two and a half hours about Detective Pikachu, Ashley. You wanna know the scariest thing about that? <clears throat> was that? We were mostly on topic the entire time. Yeah, we really didn't divert all that much. We just really wanted to talk a lot about this movie. I just needed to, like, I needed to vocalize what happens in that Mr. Mime scene. It's so much. I needed to share that ditto scene. That ditto scene is, like, definitely far away my favorite part of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say ditto scene number one, Mr. Mime number two. Yeah. Um, just because it's... It is hard to understand how disconcerting it looks. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. 
Because it's just a normal human being with cartoon eyes. Uh, oh, there is like a joke where she tur- the Miss Norman turns into Lucy. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the cartoon eyes. With the cartoon eyes, and uh, Tim is like, oh, don't, you don't think I won't beat up this girl that I find sort of attractive? And then she just punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we said, like, this movie would be better with less Torterra and more Lucy. Yeah. And yeah, I like the idea of the Torterra scene in, on the large scale. It's a cool yeah. scene. I just, it needed to be shorter. It's shorter or mix it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. There's a few, uh, like, shortcuts it takes that still kind of bother me. I yeah. think a lot. I think it explains a lot of itself still pretty well. Yeah. But, no, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. That's the main thing. Is it's just I a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know what else to say about it other than good. Good movie, yeah. liked it. Recommend. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... I don't know if we have anything else to add to this. No, I'm trying to think. Did you see they're doing, like, a uh, CG animation remake of Mewtwo Strikes Back? Yeah, that's weird. That is weird. Didn't look that good to me, honestly. Yeah... I, I didn't like the art style, even though it's like it's closer to like what the Pokemon like art looks like. Yeah, but I don't know. It didn't really work for me. In I thought the designs were fine. Just the animation of it looks kind of not great. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe you know what this didn't look great at first either. So maybe it'll be a modern masterpiece. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I think I think that closes the book on. The, I think that closes the case on Detective yes, Pikachu. Yes. Thank you. Uh, good movie. Watch it. I hope they make more. Yeah, they gotta right. They gotta. I like. I like the, as a movie. I like the way this movie ends. Did bum me out that that means you really can't do Detective Pikachu two easily. You know. Yeah, I. Apparently, something I know I found out is that in the Detective Pikachu game, they do not explain where Harry went. Yeah, yeah. It ends with like Pikachu and Tim teaming up to go find Harry. Yes. Which, yeah, I will I'll say, too, I kind of assumed that's what the deal was, that Pikachu was his dad from, like, the first trailer. And, and, uh, like, even in, like, the Detective Pikachu game, like, apparently that is what everyone has guessed. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, your dad went missing, and also here's this weird Pikachu with no memory that can talk for some reason. And, like, only talk to you. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, I, it's not... Being able to guess the end of a movie doesn't make a movie worse. No, it it, it works getting there. Yeah. Like I've said multiple times, Justice Smith kills it in this movie. He really does. He brings a level of dedication and acting <laughs> to this that a a lesser actor would not bring to it. Yeah, yeah. The like a big part of why the movie works is because of the job he's putting in. Like I can't imagine the Mister Mime scene. Like, if you're not fully in on that, and, like, the levels of miming he is having to do on that... Yeah, yeah. Like, because not only is he, like, you know, miming this fake gas can, and, like... But he is also having to do it to someone who does not exist. Yeah, and I think that's something that can be really easy to forget, like, if you're just watching a movie, that, like... He has bits where he's, like, wrestling with Pikachu on his shoulder trying to get him off, and, like, no... He was just waving his arms around, but he did it... He did a good job of it. Yeah. 
Um, and, like, I, obviously, like, I've seen photos of, like, they will have, like, stuff for, like, lo- eyesight lines Yeah, and like, stuff. It, like, look at this tennis ball to make eye contact with the CGI thing The one whatever. I saw was, like, a full Psyduck head. Oh, wow, okay. Which, I, there are some scenes of Lucy that she is, does not seem as good at yeah. interacting with her Psyduck as... Uh, which, if partly, she just does it a lot less. Yeah, yeah. And it's a really hard, like, acting thing to learn. For sure. And for a lot of people, especially, like, these young actors, they're learning that on set. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's it's an impressive movie. That, it just, I don't understand how that's the <laughs> the third act that got decided on. Yeah, like, it, there's so many other ways of, like, even, oh, he's using Mewtwo to get something. Yeah, like, I figured, what I assumed it would be was that, uh, you know, they're not going to use the name Giovanni because it's the name Giovanni. But yeah. they were just going to twist it so that, oh, actually, you know, Team Rocket run, rules the underground of this city and Bill Nye is the boss of it. His name's Howard Giovanni Clifford. <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh, and just that it would be like, you know, a fight with Mewtwo, knock the mind control helmet off, boom. Which is basically what it is. Except also... <laughs> also, he's fusing people. Also, he's fusing people. <laughs> it's like an episode of the Powerpuff Girls where everyone gets turned into dogs. Yeah. I also thought that once it was revealed that his whole plan was fusing people, you know how bad with names I am. Yeah, I was trying to remember if this character's name was Bill, and it was supposed to be Bill from Red and Blue, the guy who, like, has yeah, no, the... People have talked about that as, like, yeah. a weird, like, yeah. thing to pull. <sighs> but yeah, good, good, I... good movie. Yeah, I, I think we need to call this, because I cannot be okay with talking for three hours about... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Fair enough. Listen, we probably will still talk a bit afterwards. <laughs> probably. We should talk about, uh, we, we tease that we might be doing some more things in the future. Yes, that's true. Uh, so I think what we talked about is that, you know, it's been a while since we did Let Me Tell You About Evangelion. That was my first watch of it ever. Yes. It sat with me for a few years. I've thought about it off and on. Mostly thought, man, I was weirdly harsh about that movie. I think I might like it more if I rewatch it. It... I think there are some things that you are accurate about. Yeah. I think there are some things about that movie that just do not work. That very well might be the case. I think, because I've listened back to that episode, and I think where I was coming from was, like, judging it as an alternate ending of the series, and it doesn't work as that. No. But I also don't think it's trying to be that. It's trying to be a weird meta response to the reaction of the ending of the series. And at the very least, I think it deserves to be met, you know, where it wants to be met. Yeah. Uh... Uh, it, and also, like, after coming off of, like, this very emotional, very cathartic yeah. ending to see Shinji like that is a bummer. And yeah, it's something yeah. that you'll probably, like, push against. Yeah, I'm sure I won't like that still, but I can also respect that, like, the what movie doesn't necessarily... For. They don't intend for there to be a continuity of character there. Like, yes. movie Shinji is not the same character, because he's being used to different ends or whatever. Yeah. So we just... I think what we talked about was doing... Three episodes. Like, one on the first half of the series, like, the yeah. normal shonen anime kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. One on the second half of the series, and then one on the movie. Yes. 
And then from there, so allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> Hideaki Anno, he finished that Godzilla movie that everyone loves. And we'll probably, we, we might look into that, I think we said. Oh yeah, so, so, yeah, so supposedly he is going to, he's now working on the final Eva Rebuild movie. And also a new, an Ultraman movie, because... <laughs> yeah, but hopefully that'll come after. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, hopefully we can just put a bullet in Evangelion's head once and for all. But so, yeah, we're gonna do those three kind of retrospective uh, Eva episodes. Do an episode on Hideaki Hano's Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla, that's what it's called, I couldn't think of it. And then watch the three rebuilds. Which is basically the Godzilla. <laughs> oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh, and then hopefully there will at least be a release date announced. Yeah, we are trying to give ourselves movie. as much of a yeah. like runway to. <laughs> I don't know when we're going to start doing those. It's probably not going to be like next week or anything. It could no. be. I don't know. I think uh, we talked about doing it around the time of the Netflix. Oh yeah, that's right. We were gonna do it when Netflix put it up to have some yeah some synergy with that. But yeah, so that's what it's going to look like for this feed going forward. Yeah, so to keep keep an eye out for that. Molly just looked over my shoulder and then made a watch motion on her hand and gave me like an incredulous look. <laughs> Fair enough. We talked for about as long as the movie. No, longer. I know, I wanted to lie to myself. But we talked before it started, though. That's true. I would say our coverage of the movie was about pretty much bit for bit. Alright, we should get out of here. Did we have a sign-off for this show? Um, It's been so long. I forgot. I think I did, but I also forget, like, during the podcast. Oh, I remember what it was. What was it? Till next time... Get in the podcast, Ashley. Get in the podcast, Luke.